Welcome back to Season 10 of Sequelizers. I am your host, as always, Jack Chambers, and joining me, also as always, it's Matt Stockton. Drive it like you sequelized it. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I very much do. You can't drive. Yes, I can. You can't sequelize. Oh, that's really harsh. (laughs) (laughs) Am I a a worse driver or a worse sequelizer? Well, I've crashed a car. But have I crashed a pitch? Nah, <laughs> you've always nailed it, mate. Speaking of nailing it, joining us, also as always, it's Tim Aiton. This belongs to an ancestor of mine. He was caught selling pitches to both sides. Paramount forced him to wear it for the rest of his life. <laughs> they called him Sequo, sequelizer of movies. <laughs> oh, On the long God. line of McCullens. <laughs> oh, I hate it already. Oh, I wonder if anybody's picked up on those quotes. No. (laughs) For of all the obvious things you guys could have gone for, go sequelizers. Quite cryptic, which I appreciate, which I very much appreciate, because we are in fact doing a Patreon pick this week, folks. We are fixing. I'm gonna have to say this: the sequel to 2009's GI Joe: The Rise of Cobra. 2013's G.I. Joe Retaliation. Mm. I'm sure we have a lot to say about these films. Credit where credit is due. Retaliation is at least a word that isn't used in every single goddamn franchise as a little subtitle. Sure. They don't they don't go the Resident Evil thing and go, hmm, apocalypse. Final chapter. Afterlife. Yeah. Maybe we need a G.I. Joe final chapter as the, th- <laughs> as the third to complete the trilogy of G.I. <laughs> Joe films. No, we don't. But as I mentioned, this is, in fact, a Patreon pick. And what that means, it's picked by an executive producer on our Patreon. You can become an executive producer by going to patreon.com slash sequelizers. There you can get ad-free episodes. You can get early access to episodes. You get exclusive merch. You get discounts on merch. You get to vote on episodes. You get the bonus outtakes. We did a GI Joe quiz this time. We did. It was very. And Tim did a really good quiz. Tim did a brilliant quiz that was very difficult because <laughs> GI Joe names are fucking stupid, <laughs> as as we found out, and as we kind of knew already. But like, yeah, there's some real bad ones. Mm. Some real like foot and poop themed ones, which I, was not, <laughs> which I was not expecting. Multiple ones you expect to be like sanitation specialists. Like, nope, not at all. Nope. Got, got a flamethrower, apparently. <laughs> Rim job. <laughs> I think my favourite one was Backblast. <laughs> like, wow, that's a thing. We'll, we'll let, if you want to go and find out what Backblast is, go and listen to the outtakes on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't Google it. Don't Google it. <laughs> no, you definitely you put... don't put it into WebMD. <laughs> <laughs> definitely don't do that. But what you should do, like I said, go to patreon.com slash equalizers. And if you go to the highest of the tiers, you can become an executive producer just like these fine folks have. Marcus Lindstrom. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Jonathan First Clark. Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. James McDowell. Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. 
Josh Miles. Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. Stuart Main. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. Philip Morgan. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. Josh van der Sluis. Now we know how to stop a nosebleed. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. Hyper Dude Man. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. Colin Thompson. Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. And the executive producer who has picked G.I. Joe Retaliation. Xenos. And now we know what to do next time. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. Damn you, Xenos. <laughs> for picking ter- <laughs> to be fair originally Xenos wanted a fi- wanted us to fix a film that was the seventh in a series or something like that he really because yes, he, wants- he hates us because <laughs> he wants us to suffer instead he thought how else can I torture them that seems to be pretty much the MO of the executives <laughs> at this point as you'll find out later on in this season folks because mm. oh there's some more shit picked by the executive producers <laughs> later on this might be the better of the executive producer picks. Uh, Maybe. Uh, like, yeah, no, yeah, it is. They're definitely, t- they're definitely taking advantage of the fact that we, the, the first film no longer has to be good for us to sequelize yes, it. That is yes. true. They've actively discussed that on the Discord as well, which is <laughs> a whole thing. But yes, this piece of shit film <laughs> is picked by Xenos. So thank you, Xenos, for your support on Patreon. And... Thank you for making us talk about G.I. Joe, Mm -hmm. I guess. (sighs) So let's start off, shall we, with our history with G.I. Joe. Yeah. That's the obvious place to start. It's a quite a a long-running franchise that is a key part of so many people's childhoods and stuff. Not mine. (laughs) No. I had no G.I. Joe in my childhood. I had not seen anything G.I. Joe outside of the parody PSAs that were memes 20 years ago Mm -hmm. until I watched these movies like... A week ago. Mm. That is my entire G.I. Joe experience. <laughs> That's <laughs> where it starts it, and ends. Yes, I have never yeah. played with any of the toys. I have never seen any of the animated series. Nothing. Just these two movies, both of which I hate, but we'll get into that in a moment. And the parody PSAs that went around on the early days of like Ebaum's World and stuff. Like the pre-meme memes type things mm. that you know from... Yeah, Ebaum's World and Heavy.com and all the kind of like early internet mm. shit. Matthew, how about you? What's your history with G.I. Joe? Surprisingly slim and kind of nothingy. Mm. So um I had a lot of uh 80s and 90s, you know, big action franchise uh love. So Transformers and Turtles and he-Man and bits and pieces that I had all various mm. toys and yada, yada, yada. Again, not necessarily spoilt with all this amazing stuff. It was usually like passed down or jumble mm. sale, car boot sale kind of, you know, bits and pieces. It wasn't like fresh out of the box kind of thing because, you know, 80s wasn't a good time like everyone remembers. It, it was <laughs> a poor time. But the toys were good. The thing I did about G.I. Joe, I didn't like the toys. So with like Ghostbusters or something, great fucking toys. And they're mm. all like six inches and they're like chunky bits of plastic. Turtles again, big chunky plastic. The tur- You're Transformers. a six inches and chunky kind of guy. Sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and my nine inch Optimus Prime, pause for effect. Um, <laughs> and the, you know, the, the idea that it had uh, more to it. Um, but G.I. Joe being these three inch figures, or whatever it was, um, and they had lots of articulation in the wrists and hands and elbows and things like that, and the cool vehicles. Like I think Mask might have been a similar size toy or whatever. I, I didn't like them. They've just felt, I, in my childlike mind, these toys are small. Mm. These are inferior. It's like, oh, you have all this range of, I don't give a shit. And comparing to things like action men that were like 12. They feel like a foot tall. A foot long, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, yeah. So just I go around stomping on G.I. Joe's like some kind of kaiju man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Action Man being the British equivalent, basically. Pretty much. It's, it's like yeah. a Barbie, basically. So much so that they called G.I. Joe Action Force over here when they did comics. Yes. I think in the late 80s or something like that. I don't like really that. remember much of the G.I. Joe comic. Sorry, well, not comic at all, but um, the cartoon series on TV. That I saw adverts for it on videos for other things I had. That's the thing. Mm. I can never really remember it being on TV. Yeah. Is it not really a thing over here? Well, no, it it definitely existed. I think Mm. it was a case of like, in the same way that if you talk to certain kids from like the early 2000s, they'll say, I never watched that. Mm. It's like, oh, you know, Adventure Time was huge. Oh yeah, I love Adventure Mm. Time. What about regular show? Uh, No, I didn't watch Yeah, There'll be always someone like, you know, certain kids and certain cliques and like, Mm. that's not my thing. Um, So as far as I could see, like, oh yeah, G.I. Joe, big. And it's the whole like big real American hero kind of thing. I was like, Mm. I don't really care. Meh. Mm. Um, so never had much of an affinity for it never really cared same with the comics never got into the comics I don't know if they're video games I don't give a shit so nothing for me really Tim what about you I assume you're a Joe head <laughs> that is what the fans are called from what I understand really no absolutely oh, okay. not you, you just <laughs> I thought I've nailed it um, they're called Joe quite similar to you actually oh yeah Um, I, I think I had one actual G.I. Joe but again, mm. the majority of stuff that I had uh, back when I was a kid would have been bigger scale. And so it just felt like it didn't fit in. There we go. I can remember like once going around a friend's house who had a lot of them and like how, setting up this kind of giant, almost like diorama yeah, yeah. in his bedroom with all his G.I. Joes. And they were they were excited because you had like real firing missile type oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they got all set up and then we just like went round each one, fired the missile at the other person and see who fell over. Yeah. Kind of thing. Makes sense. But that's pretty much the only childhood memory I have of them. Mm. Can't really remember watching the cartoon that much. Mm. Again, I don't know like if it was just that it showed on a channel. Could have been a I Sky know, thing it, when we had like terrestrial yeah, feels, TV maybe. it feels too old to be Sky. That's true. Sky was 90s, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, so who knows? Another like satellite thing that predates well, Sky. Well, Sky like... and B- BSB had a little bit of a war in the mm. early 90s and that was it and then Sky 1 it's now B-Sky B. Um, but that's it. I, that, yeah. So we didn't really have, I mean, cable again, but that was all byproduct of the thing. We, it was all terrestrial TV and there were four channels. So yeah. if it wasn't on one of those, you weren't seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I say that as someone who grew up, you know, like Turtles, Thundercats, He-Man, all those yeah, things yeah, yeah, I yeah. remember. This one I can't. So, which but suggests... I know it was. I know kids in my school had toys. I know they had videos. I know it must have been on TV. I just don't think I care. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was all straight to VHS. Over yeah, here. could have been. Could have been. Um, and just the, the the toy line was just enough to sell that for Too people. Too violent. Um, but yeah. So, but I did watch these films not in cinema, but. Oh. Yeah, prior should, to, I watched prior to this, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, everyone knows you'd seen them. I, 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 I wanted. I just realised I completely skipped over. 
I've seen all three movies. Do carry on. Yeah. All three? Yes, Snake Eyes. Oh, no. You watched... Snake Eyes came out recently, Matthew. Why no. did you watch that? I don't know how to answer that question of why. <laughs> all I can tell you is how I went to the cinema. <laughs> I... Fuck, you saw it in the cinema? Yeah. When? Uh, pandemic. Oh. You risked That's... your health. Yeah. I risked my life to one see. Of the, one of the most cautious people I know. Yeah. You and your wife particularly have been especially cautious around the Extremely. pandemic. Extremely. More so than maybe anyone else in our friendship group. That's true. Anyone else yes. I know. You went to see fucking Snake Eyes Origins, <laughs> risking the life of you and your loved ones True. for a Henry Golding being absolutely shit. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Henry Golding is good. Uh, he's fine. His accent I, was terrible. I like Henry Golding. <laughs> um, but also, you have to remember, the cinema was mostly empty. There were yeah. like three people in there and I was two of them. <laughs> <laughs> you just laid down across two chairs. Two tickets. <laughs> to double up my things. No, yeah. I, so I thought like, mm, I might go to the cinema for like things I really care. I've seen three things in the cinema <laughs> and they're three things I really care about. Dune, Spider-Man and Batman. I'm not going to go see fucking Snake Eyes <laughs> during a pandemic, Matthew. Well... Fair, Tim. <laughs> Did you see G.I. Joe's Snake Eyes? How many times did I... you watch Snake Eyes in the cinema, Tim? Is it zero, like a sane person? It is zero. Thank you, Tim. I have not seen Snake Eyes. I almost that's, watched that's it. That's also the correct answer. Prior to this, uh, but I ran out of time. Um, uh, and yeah, so I rewatched the other two for, for in preparation for this. Um, and yeah, I, I but yeah, like I say, no real particular affection for G.I. Joe. Wasn't a feature of my youth. I've read a few of the comics. Interesting. Um, I think I watched one of the cartoon reboots, mm. or at least some of it. Um, and a lot of that stuff is just on YouTube now. Yes, it is. Um, the, the, the entire of the Great American Hero is, is all, is on, all on, YouTube, uh, on yeah. their official YouTube channel yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, yeah, I think it's Resolute which was written by Warren Ellis, who at the time people weren't aware that he's a massive sex creep. Didn't know he was a mm. piece of shit, um, yeah. So uh, I think I watched that back in I don't know, 2009 or something, um, or at least some of it. Sure. Uh, but yeah, ultimately, very thin history on, on the G.I. Joe front. So we're all coming from a place of mostly neutrality. Yeah. yeah. Where we've we don't actually three, care. Three different degrees of connection, but still nothing that was like, yeah, I grew up on this shit. Not like we've had with other franchises we've discussed before. We're like, mm. oh yeah, I grew up on this. This is my favorite thing as a mm. kid. Blah, 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 blah. It's interesting. I've got, like, got a, a tattoo of Keel Hall on my back. <laughs> <laughs> got a Cobra logo. Yeah. Yeah. Anything yeah, like that. Just above my dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we call it the Cobra. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to be the Cobra Commander, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> Do you want to meet the Commander? <laughs> Zip! <laughs> but I'm sure we have listeners who are into G.I. Joe. I know it's been discussed on the Discord before. Mm, yes. People talk about toys and kind of talking about 80s flashback stuff because we talked about Transformers mm. before, mm. obviously. And weirdly enough, Transformers is relevant for G.I. Joe Extremely. in the 2000s again mm. because in 2007... We had Transformers. Mm. As we already talked about, we've already fixed a Transformers movie a few seasons ago. So if you haven't already, go and check that out. Yeah. Because that was fun and stupid. Yeah. And I also had no connection to that series either, but I'd at least seen more of the Transformers. Yeah. But absolutely the reason these films got made. Yeah. Hasbro said as much. Yeah. Hasbro was like, we have these things. We need to make a toy movie because Transformers is a thing now. 
And to be fair, that's how a lot of movies get made. There's absolutely me. <laughs> no reason that this franchise... I mean, there is a reason. Huh. Uh, but there's no reason it couldn't have been as successful as Transformers. Oh, entirely. Agreed. Entirely. These films feel like the human bits of Transformers for two and a half hours. Well, about two hours each. Mm. I, would like, say, I would say the second one more so, the, but we'll, the get, second we'll one, get into that. The second yeah, one, Retaliation, we'll is literally just all the military bits of the bad bits of the Transformers movies. Yeah. So take out all the robots and stuff yeah. well, that makes a Transformers movie. Yeah. And be like, Here's a bunch of generic army dudes. Yeah, yeah. Not, not okay. even the Shia LaBeouf parts. Nope. <laughs> no, no, no Josh, cosmic weird bit with glasses Tyrese and stuff. and Josh Ju- Dumal. Oh, yeah, running oh. around the desert. Left pocket, left cheek. Right. Um, it's okay. So, so Doctor Ashton and I have have a similar view, not the same view, but a similar view of, of GI Joe, which is because I think he's a big nut for the for the toys and and for the series. So it must have been shown somewhere. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, Ash, Ashton's like some eighties toys. Yeah. And stuff. And the logic is, if you're going to do a G.I. Joe film, make it a silly, cartoony G.I. Joe film. Yeah. But the, and the thing, and we'll get to this much more detail later, the first one kind of did that. Did that? Yeah. Didn't work, but did work in places, and it sort of got a bit muddled. The second one said, ditch all that kid shit, and it got, oh, oh, no, you've taken that weird route. And then... Snake Eyes went, let's make this more grounded. And like, right, first of all, you forget, just, if, don't be ashamed of making a G.I. Joe film. Just make a G.I. Joe film. Well, we, we run into this problem all the time with the superhero stuff we talk about. That's true. With all the this like modern era of the gritty rebooty bollocks that is, I hold Transformers very much responsible for in many ways. Mm. And a lot of mm. the like Nolan Batman's influence as well. well. They made a fortune, so yeah. Yeah. All these things made loads of money and influenced a bunch of like these big genre franchises going for big sci-fi superhero all that kind of stuff being like don't say the names of the things just show the things and like we can't call him superman that silly don't say the names of the transformers or the names of half of the gi joe people because they're silly yeah. we don't want to be come off as silly and for kids it's about the fact it's fucking superman who yeah. is a big blue boy scout and fucking gi joe which is a bunch of toys for kids yes be silly Go crazy. And you're totally right that the first movie, The Rise of Cobra, does this whole thing where it's like simultaneously really cheesy and then tries to suddenly take itself quite seriously. Yeah, it and almost like, gets it. Almost. There's this weird kind of like, am I, should I be laughing now? And it's like, and then there's this shitty CGI action bollocks with their yeah, power suits. Power suit, robo yeah. suit things that just look like garbage. Yeah. Some of them. Some of the shots is literally them in the power suits. You see Channing Tatum just running around and stuff. Mm. And apparently they were insanely heavy to run around in. They, and you can tell. Yeah. And then they CGI them and they're springing about like fucking prequel Yoda all over yeah. the place. Like, but, There's what? one shot in there, which is them leaping through the streets of Paris, avoiding two missiles in mm. slow motion. And I saw a documentary, <laughs> fuck a better word, featurette, about the making of that one shot. Yes. And how much time yep. and effort That shot actually and money. looks pretty good. That's because they spent all the time on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, but we'll, we'll get into some more detail once we go through yes. some synopses. Good luck, Jack. Oh, God. So, folks, if you're not familiar with G.I. Joe, like, terms and, like, proper names and stuff, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm just going to list a bunch of stuff at you that doesn't make <laughs> any sense. 
I barely understand it myself because mm. these films don't fucking explain anything. Yeah. And it was like, now I'll call you this name. It's like, why? Because <laughs> it was the toy 15 years ago, 20 years ago at this point, I guess. Sure. Do you know who okay. I am, son? Yeah, General Hawk. Nope. No, that's D- not my name. D- D- yeah. D- yep. Yeah, that, cool. That's, that's, okay. Yeah. But then again, Maverick, Top Gun, it's a big American thing to have cool signs sometimes. So that was the 80s. This is the 80s. No, it's not. Because <laughs> G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, is set in the distant future. Oh, yeah. Of 2020. <laughs> Almost got it right, G.I. Uh, Joe. Uh, so <laughs> close. <sighs> so close. Just mid pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> So close actually, that there's actually COVID in those warheads <gasps> that they've been shooting. You can call me COVID Commander. <laughs> COVID Commander. It's why he wears a mask. Oh my god, everyone wears masks. Snake eyes, little sexy lips, just and he's, <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Anyway. It writes itself yes. into G- the bin. G.I. Joe, the rise of Cobra from 2009. As I said, we're in the distant future of 2020. James McCullen, <sighs> played by Christopher Eccleston, because of course he is, has created a nanotech-based weapon, nanomites. <sighs> sure. Capable a lot of, of just... size coming out of Jack so far. Jack yeah, must, uh, must be uh, loving this. He needs to pause because he's so erotically charged. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, nanomites. <laughs> oh, nanomites. <sighs> Capable of destroying anything from tanks to cities. And sometimes not cars for some What about reason. fatbergs in sewers in London? Nope. <laughs> Damn. Nope. It's, we, it's, we could use that tag. The implication seems to be only metal. Sort of? Kind from of. how they're used. But, but also... then they also eat through things that aren't metal. But then like, they also don't eat through some things that correct. aren't. Correct. Yes. So mm. they blast apart helicopters at one point with like the sonic gun things mm. that like completely blow things away. Yes. I'm skipping way ahead here, but bear mm. with us, folks. Mm-hmm. And then it shoots... Duke Channing Tatum's character's truck and it just flips over I'm like that thing was in atoms but because <laughs> he's a named character it's suddenly plot like armor is strong oh, the yeah. plot armor in these films is a team levels of ridiculousness <laughs> yeah speaking of the 80s anyway James McCullen makes nanomites his company Mars mm-hmm. sells four warheads to NATO sure and NATO troops, led by Duke and Ripcord, like I said, get ready for these proper names, folks, are asked to deliver the warheads on behalf of them. Their convoy is am- ambushed by the Baroness, and Duke recognises her as his ex fiance Anna. That'll come back, don't worry. Yep. Duke and Ripcord are rescued by Scarlet, Snake Eyes, Breaker, and Heavy Duty. Heavy duty. duty, heavy duty, rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> they take the warheads to the pit because everything has to have a name in GI Joe. Sure, that's that's their base, by the way. That's their like command mm-hmm. center, and they rendezvous with the previously mentioned General Hawk via hologram. <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> first via hologram, then they realize yes. person. Sorry, yes. Hawk takes command of the warheads and lets Duke and Ripcord remain on the team. He tries to, like, kick them out a bit and they kind of settle there. And he's like, nah, you're not so bad Nothing like all. losing a battle and saying, they, I want in. It's like, th- yeah. They and- have this whole thing about, like, they originally were going to recruit Duke and then for some reason they didn't. Yep. And then, yeah, then they go through all the testing and they're fine. And he's the best person ever. And we, yeah. s- But then we sort of find out, we- we'll get to it, he's sort of a war criminal, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. 
terribly inefficient at his job. Yeah. McCullen has secretly been using the nanomites to build an army of soldiers with the aid of the Doctor. Because they eat you know, metal. Christopher Eccleston. The <laughs> they eat metal, but they can also be used to build program program humans yeah. and make them stronger. Mind control stuff. Eat venom. Yes, as in cobra venom. Venom. Tom Hardy. Yes. Uh, they plan to bring about a new world order. It's classic take over the world. Yeah, as it should be in yeah. a GI Joe. That's what I expect. Yeah. yeah. Using a tracking device, not explained, McCullen locates the G.I. <laughs> Joe base and sends Storm Shadow, Baroness, and Zartan to retrieve the warheads. Well, Zartan just turns up with some camels and doesn't do anything. He does. He very much does. It's like, ah, it was me with the eye patch. It's like, thank you, Zartan. Notice in this next sentence, I don't mention Zartan because he's kind of not there. That's it. He's, Zartan, he's, by the way. He stabs a woman and then goes away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zartan, by the way, is Imhotep from The Mummy. <laughs> Arnold Boswell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, we'll get to why in a second. We'll we'll explain why. The, the director explains it all. Yeah. Um, Storm Shadow and the Baroness manage to retrieve the warheads and take them to Baron de Cobre. Because like Cobra, right, guys? <laughs> yeah. Huh? That's the Baroness's husband, by the way. For him to weaponize his particle accelerator. Because that's how physics works. Yep. Fucking hell. Drives me insane. I'm okay with it. Nope. Because it's stupid cartoon bullshit. Yeah, but they take it quite seriously. That's the problem, but carry on. Dark Knight Rises levels of like, are you the only physicist that can do this thing? (laughs) Yes. Then kill him. I don't want the world. eh? (laughs) So so Storm Shadow kills him as soon as he's finished with his fucking particle accelerator Mm. bullshit. Yeah. Because he's the only physicist in the world that can build a bomb to destroy Gotham. To be fair, I and this is going to sound stupid, G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra has a lot of tropes. You're like, oh my God, yeah, I've seen that in another film. Oh God, I've seen that in another film. They do the thing, it goes up and that, yeah, I saw that in Avengers. And you're like, you do know this came out before all those movies. Yeah. Like, Wait, yeah. what? Everyone's been copying Rise of Cobra? Yep. It's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get back to that. Yes, because it copied Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> they make their way to Paris for some reason. Ah, gay Paris. Gay Paris, indeed. <laughs> the Joes pursue the Baroness and Storm Shadow, but are unsuccessful in stopping them from launching. One of the missiles. And what does it hit if they're in Paris, folks? A it Frenchman. A mime. A, yep. <laughs> it disintegrates a mime. <laughs> and also the fucking Eiffel Tower. Yeah, because of course it does. There is a reason for it. It's because McCullen hates the French. Yes. Yes. But it's also five years after Team America World Police mm-hmm. does up the exactly Tower. the same yeah. thing. True. True. And a few years before it happens in Neil Genesis, if I can. <laughs> True. Inspired by G.I. Joe God Rise damn it, Arno. You should have told us you were ripping things who, off. Who knew? Um, but Duke, thank God, as I mentioned, played by Channing Tatum, he's basically the main character, manages to hit the kill switch, which is a thing that just stops these things arbitrarily. Sure. Cool. Sure. Yep. So that stops them. Like, okay, that's how we stop the nanobot thing. Still it too stops, late. It's yeah. It it stops them from eating the rest of Paris, yes. kind of, or spreading, yeah. you know, across yeah. the the world, the French regions. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's still like the Eiffel Tower's fucked. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, Duke is captured and taken to McCullen's base under the Arctic. Oh no! You know that place close to France. <laughs> There's a lot of jet setting in this, by the way, folks. We'll get into specific speeds of jets later on, because <laughs> they talk about this. <sighs> yeah. While the Joes are framed for destroying the Eiffel Tower. Get used to the Joes being framed for things, by the way. 
The G.I. Joe team gets framed Pretty normal. all the fucking time. The Joes just find the secret base, because of course they do, Yep. and fly there. As McCullough named the three remaining missiles for what he says are, like, the three most important cities in the world or something, which is Beijing... Boise, Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Beijing, Moscow, and Washington, D.C. I mean, dun, arguments dun, could be dun. made if you're yeah. going to pick three. China, America, yeah. and uh, Russia is a, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a big... The three in, in 2020 something mm. yeah after which they will turn to the turn to the person with the most power in the world the president of the united states who is probably in washington dc so i don't know how that plan works if you obliterate that city but snake eyes manages to disable one of the missiles and ripcord here we go destroys the remaining two by using a prototype mac 6 jet because the missiles are Mach 4, which oh, yeah. is very fast, incredibly fast for mm. missiles. But they specifically have a prototype Mach 6 jet called the Night Raven to hand. <laughs> yeah, just so kind of they sitting can, there. So they can kind of just be like, yeah. there's no way we're going to catch these missiles. What about that thing that's built to specifically catch these? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that <laughs> only takes instructions in Celtic. <sighs> Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. What's got what's Gaelic for fire? <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Ridiculous fucking device. The rest of the team then infiltrate the base because of course they do. Snake Eyes beats Storm Shadow, while Duke learns that McCullen's employer, the Doctor, is actually Rex Lewis. Who the fuck is Rex Lewis, you say? It's ex-fiancé's brother. Oh, shit! Oh, my God. A.K.A. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. A.K.A. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, <laughs> who wanders in on his proposal very awkwardly, yep. and it's just like, hey, man, I'm literally on one knee here, dude. <laughs> Fuck off. The proposal is the weirdest thing, because oh. the proposal's just happening as awkward as it is. Mm. Yep. And then he, like, wanders in and, like, hey, 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 and it's like, promise me you'll come back and bring my brother back alive, my nerdy mm. brother. And then at that point, sorry if I'm spoiling things here, Ripcord turns up as well and says, hey, you're doing a proposal? It's like, yeah. what the fuck is this? A <laughs> yeah. conveyor yep. belt of cliche. Yep. I didn't cover that, so don't worry. Oh, good. It, it's right. not important. It does feel like you suddenly walked into like a very bad sitcom. It really does. Yeah. It's a weird rom-com moment. And I guess because Channing, that's what Channing Tatum was known for at this point. Because, by the way, folks, this is pre-Magic Mike. This yeah. is not mm. big, sexy like cool action star Channing Tatum this is before 21 Jump Street and all that shit mm. the second movie's not and we'll get to that <laughs> but yeah this is Step It Up and he's like doing like rom-com stuff Nicholas Sparks Nicholas Sparks yeah. stuff exactly sure, yeah. sure. so you just get that in the middle of like oh I like a little proposal and stuff cool anyway turns out they believe he was killed in an airstrike during a mission led by Duke like, An airstrike that Duke ordered. Yes, Correct. But it showed up early. <laughs> I want to get a pizza as soon as possible. Also, Five minutes from now. Pizza arrives. No! <laughs> also, the timing, the way it's filmed, the timing makes no sense. Because it's basically, Joseph Gordon-Levitt goes into this, what appears to just be just a, a shack, a shack yeah. in like generic Middle Eastern country. Yep. Yep. Um, then about 30 seconds passes of, of, uh, Marlon Wayans and, um, uh, Channing Tatum, like firing guns and holding off 
enemy combatants. Um, and then they go, oh no, here come the jets. And then they blow up the shack. Yep. And, and, and Channing Tatum goes, no. And Marlon Wayans goes, woo. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I never like that guy anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh no, sorry for your pop- future oh, yeah. they also they also send they're like oh look science officer that's a thing we have in the military uh joseph gordon levitt fucking start with it with his you cap. go you go in by yourself yeah. into this building then we see a flashback later from his point of view yep. showing how he survived he goes in and it's like this amazing high-tech lab mm-hmm. that also is a bunker yeah and a three-minute conversation and has a three-minute conversation with uh with dr mindbender you better um, come down here with me because a, a bomb is coming i, I yeah. guess you're right <laughs> yeah the timeline in that makes absolutely no sense nope it's garbage yeah anyway rex had been seduced by nanomite technology mind control so tempting like dr mindbender like I Channing guess. tatum is meant to be Duke, I guess I should say. Duke is meant to be like best friends with, you know, he's he's engaged to the woman who becomes the Baroness. Yeah. Um, and his best friend is this Rex guy who sees one look at this evil super science and goes, "My God, the potential of this!" Like, did he have no red flags go up at any point in their friendship? That's like, hey, this guy keeps saying like megalomaniacal things about yeah. like wanting to rule the world and have a snake cult. He, and he is like literally the guy's like, hey, I've just finished Blues Academy with my best buddy here. Let's go on a raid. My God, all these drugs. <laughs> I'm going to take all these drugs. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> why? What? what? Yeah. It's the first day of the job. Of course I'm going to take all these drugs. Look at these drugs. Yeah. I can see the future. I, was I like, like the idea the they, were, they were college roommates and Rex just had like 15 pet snakes and just nobody yeah. <laughs> You alright, buddy? Like, yeah, yeah, man. Just just love snakes, you know? Like, I sometimes command them to do stuff. Like, yeah. <sighs> <sighs> okay. <laughs> oh, you wacky science nerd. E- exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, after freeing Duke, the Baroness is subdued as the Doctor reveals he has implanted her with nanomites as well. Oh my god. And she has also been under mind control oh. for years. Terrible fucking plot twist. Oh. Allow the Baroness to be evil. She should just be evil. Just be evil woman. Yeah. 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 Also, they like the iconic image of her is with the black framed glasses, and in this they give her weird reaction lenses. Sunglasses that yeah. change yeah. into regular that have that have no frames on them. And yeah. It's like, why it's oh. the 2000s, Tim, what do you expect? If it was literally ten years later, she'd have a big black rimmed glasses and yeah. everybody's like, yeah. yeah. Attempting to kill Duke using a flamethrower. Here we go. McCullen ends up being burnt when Duke shoots it and it explodes. Because he's in a highly pressurized highly oxygen pressurized environment. Highly pressurized oxygen it? environment. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. Which also sort of happens in the second one. My Scottish face! <laughs> oh no! Rex and McCullen attempt to flee and Duke and the Baroness pursue them while the other Joes fall back because they're kind of fighting all the other baddies there's a big yes. submarine big assault going on, thing yeah. going on. Yeah. They, they they blow up the ice pack above the base and uh, for some reason that sinks rather than floats like ice does <laughs> uh, it activates the base's self-destruct sequence which involves quote blowing the ice cap unquote <laughs> yep that's a thing yeah can't argue that <laughs> <laughs> I can Rex becomes Cobra Commander you can call me Rex. And he does, <laughs> he does a lot of one-eye acting. 
Yep. Yeah. Because he's got no mouth and one eye because he's got a monocle for some reason because he was disfigured. Well, th- well, when he becomes Cobra Commander, he puts on his mask, which Finally puts uh, on doesn't look mask. anything like the Cobra a Commander mask. mask. It looks Correct. like the kind of vacuum forming that your fucking plastic toys come in. And it's yes. like he's taken the sort of like, like the housing that you put the figures come in, put it on his face and gone, hey. He looks like he's taken, is it Sunny in iRobot? He's taken oh, his, yeah. his face off and then just pressed his face into it. <laughs> He then heals McCullen's burned face with nanomites, turning him in into Doctor Doom. I mean, Destro. <laughs> oh, it's like Doctor Doom if he had big silly metal ears. <laughs> oh God! Uh, for those who don't know, Christopher Eccleston has big ass ears. Christopher and- Eccleston has famously large ears. Yeah, and they were like, "Keep those, Chris. Yeah, let's do it. Metal we're gonna them. cover you in metal. Brilliant." However. And this is as fast as this happens in this movie. They are captured. Yeah. What the fuck is this ending of this movie? Oh, it's terrible. You and what army? My army. <sighs> Absolutely. They, re- they reveal the bad guys in the last five minutes. And in the last four minutes, they are captured and defeated. Absolutely should instantly. have gone away. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely should have gone away. And we'll get into the second film in a moment because, good lord. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Zartan, who notice I haven't mentioned in like five paragraphs. Whistleboy. Imhotep, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Having had his physical appearance altered by nanomites because he is their disguise expert, don't forget. Mm-hmm. Yes. Even though he doesn't do like Mission Impossible stuff. Just puts on eye patches and he things. He just puts on eye patches and things. And then he's like, no, 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 wait. I can just robo your face. I've gone from eye patches to full robo face. You're like, that's quite the step up in powers. Yeah, can you imagine the idea of like, what's what's your thing? I'm a disguise guy. What does that mean? Oh, like fake moustaches and wigs and stuff. Mm. Oh, cool. I'm gonna inject a thing that's gonna change how your face looks. Have a robo face. (laughs) How do you that part? I have no problem with same. That to me is perfect. That's, that's silly cartoon GI nonsense. Yeah, I agree. It's, I like, agree. it's like six foot whatever it is Arnold Vosloo. It's like I'm now going to make you a tiny wrinkly yes. Jonathan Price. <laughs> I'm going to make you five foot six and old tiny waif of a man Jonathan Price. <laughs> uh, he infiltrates the White White House and assumes the identity of, as we mentioned, the President of the United States, played by Jonathan Price. Yeah. And thus completes part of McCullen's plan Does to he, rule the world. Do we ever get a surname for the president? No, no, he's just the president. I had to give him one in the in my pitch. <laughs> oh wow! I gave him he's the name of president. President Obama. Oh. <laughs> Jonathan Price as Barack Obama <laughs> in blackface. No, Matthew, very controversial. It's not. It's nanomite technology. It's fine. <laughs> Is that, but that's a form of blackface, it's, I guess. It's, it's not good. Yeah. yeah, not ideal. Anyway, that's the ending of the first movie. Fucking awful. I think uh, Black Eyed Peas kicks in at that point. Yes, it does. It does. Boom, yes. boom, 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 pow, boom, 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 Somehow worse than the Transformers films ending with Linkin Park. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do Black Eyed Peas to really date this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. All those... All those Men who grew up in the 80s, you know what they love? Boom, Will boom, I am. Boom, <laughs> boom, boom. They love um, John Wraith from Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> Before, Jesus. Before we jump in with uh, the next film, I'm just going to give a little thing here. I remember seeing G.I. Joe in the cinema at the time it came out. And uh, 
I didn't mind it. I thought it was literally just, eh, it's stupid. It's not great. But as a perfectly fine two or three out of five, like, yeah, this is functionally dumb cartoon crap. There are ways it could have hewed itself much, much closer to design being more fun or better or smarter. And I think a lot of things could have been done better. But ultimately, eh, inoffensively meh it's, for me. These are, we'll, we'll get into this when we go through the second one as well. Yeah. These are both bad films, but they're bad in different, different and fascinating exactly, ways. Yeah. The first one is just... It, the tone is almost right. That, that's because the thing. there's it, a it lot of it, yeah. there's a lot of like stupid vehicles mm-hmm. and like stupid science and stuff like that, and it absolutely is exactly what a GI Joe thing should be. Yeah, the it could be done a little bit better. <laughs> like, like we say, mm. n- not being ashamed of the origins of the thing. It's yeah. it's extremely of its time in that everyone's wearing fucking black leather. My dad's was about to bring up like yeah, yeah whatever. That's true. It's, that's it's true. The post X Men, yeah, those, the, the yeah, era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The shame. X-Men. Yeah. Yes. That we um, don't wear yellow costume. We'd be stupid. Even, even though it's made, it's post Raimi Spider Man yep. and it's Iron Man has come out at this yep, point. That's true. We're, we're in the well, not quite in the MCU, the but start of the MCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, we know the Avengers Initiative is coming. Mm. Yeah, so mm. we have started to move away from that, but it is very much belong. It, it belongs five years earlier, kind of thing. That's it well, feels um, production in design. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's like you know, this went in production mode in two thousand six, and we're like, let's get this off the ground. Like, yeah, it feels like it. Yeah. Um, to me, it's very much similar to the uh, more recent live action Turtles films in that. They almost get it right, and yeah. then, obviously by almost I mean there's a huge, like, huge yeah. major fundamental things you'd need to change. But if I was a kid watching it, I'd be like, that was still cool. I enjoyed it, mm. but it wouldn't have the same impact so on and so forth. But it, it almost, almost gets there. Weird enough, I made that exact comparison when I was talking to a friend of mine. I was like, oh, mm. we're doing the GI Joe films on sequelizers. He was like, oh wow, I liked you. One of the guys who likes GI Joe. I was like, the the, the film oh, or the no, cartoon? No, no, he likes the old cartoon. Right, mm. got it. Yeah, sure. And doesn't like these movies and i said i had the same experience with the i know they're not but they are michael bay right, 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 teenage right. ninja turtles movies and these films again not to spoil retaliation but fuck it i'm about to talk about it anyway. <laughs> the first teenage mutant ninja turtles movie does not feel like ninja turtles it's so like ashamed to be associated with the 80s and the 90s mm. like sure. cartoony wackiness that we've already covered again on this mm. show we've done TMNT three or previously, mm-hmm. and then the second film is like you want Bebop, you want Rocksteady, you want fucking Krang, mm. you get all of it all at once. Yeah, and GI Joe Retaliation is like you want all the crazy like ninja shit and yeah. all the other stuff and like a bunch of other new characters. I mean, no, not really. You're getting it all, motherfuckers. We're gonna chuck all the cartoony bollocks right at you at the same time, and it's gonna be dark and gritty as well. Like, hold, hold on, what? Those things are not. Yeah, yeah. See, TMT I, Out of same. Shadows and Retaliation feel kind of similar to me in that they just chuck everything. Oh, interesting. And then they're just like, but we're not actually gonna do anything good with it. It's just like, well, we're trying to atone for the first movie, sort of. It's a course correction. And yeah, yeah. Try mm. to course correct, and they both fucking fail. Mm. Yeah. See, opinion. I'd I'd say like Retaliation is absolutely attempting to course correct, but I think it's the opposite. The I first agree. one has all the fun cartoony bullshit. Yes. And then the second one strips all that out. 
Yeah. Like there are no, there, there's still vehicles in the second one and stuff, but there's no like it's no fucking wacky, submarines. Yeah, yeah. Mm. There's there's no like big submarine fight and like undersea bases and stuff like that. It's yeah. trying to be a lot more grounded and a lot more realistic. Yeah. Despite the fact that it's also got like a coup where they throw the like the, putting the cobra flag up above the White House. Yes, that's cartoon shit. Cartoon shit has no place in the second film would have worked in the first film that was like, the ending of the first film yeah perfect yep, yep. yeah um it's yeah snake eyes gets are... even worse because it tries to do a fucking Heart the wolverine ninja. basically not, yeah. not logan but yeah. it's like it's, and, it, and it, again it's like yeah i can see what you're doing here and to be fair it's just a standalone story mm. sure mm. a little bit engaging I would be okay with this, arguably. Mm. Um, it starts out with, you know, like the Yakuza, basically. And I'm like, okay. Mm. Um, but as a G.I. Joe thing, no, mm. this doesn't work in the fucking slightest. Yeah. So the first, the first film, the tone is almost right. It's let down by the fact that it's incompetent. <laughs> there we um, go. Yeah. And, and the designs are shite. The, 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 yeah. Production. Lips on fucking Optimus. Lip- Lips on fucking Lips Snake on Eyes. Guys. Yeah. The person who literally doesn't need to speak, why would you give him lips? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it, uh, bad production design, um, bad, bad dialogue, or oh, bad dialogue, <laughs> um, so. bad direction, bad CGI. Like, it is Stephen Summers who I was did about the Let's mummy. Stop and talk I don't get it. Before we move Steve- on to retaliation, Stephen Summers seems to be a director who the more money he gets, the worse he, he gets. The that worse films he makes. Very true. Mm. That's very astute. Yeah. yeah. Could we touched on obviously Arnold Osler earlier? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Imhotep from the Mummy. Yeah. Yep. Stephen Summers made the first two Mummy movies. Brendan Fraser gets a one scene He's cameo. Sergeant in, What's in, his face? He does. Gung Ho in, yes. uh, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shows up. It's like, these guys don't look like G.I. Do- Joes. And it's like, that's right, Brendan Fraser, because you fucking look like a G.I. Joe and you should be in this film that- more than you are. <laughs> he should be Duke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's a bold choice. I mean, sure, why not? Going on to retaliation, we're now four years in the future, and as I said, Channing Tatum is a star now. Yes, He's been in yes. Magic Mike, and he also famously hated GI Joe. Yeah, uh, as, in- as as on the Howard Stern show, I fucking hated that movie. Yeah, no, seriously, like I fucking hated that. Only it's a direct quote. Yeah, it, everyone who has come out of it has said that they hated it. I believe Christopher Eccleston has said he hated it. He hates everything he's in. This well, is that's true. true. <laughs> Not he's when a... you go back to like the nineties and he's no, in no, no, stuff no, no. like yeah, yeah. our friends in the north. Shallow grave and, and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Everything in the last like fifteen years. days later. Is Sienna nice Miller, way. who played the Baroness in some terrible casting, has said oh, she hated God. it. Yep. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody fucking hates everybody it. Everybody hates it. Yeah, because it was reason. embarrassing and didn't know what it was doing with itself. And I get it, which makes a sequel real fucking difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Retaliation, ladies and gentlemen. Twenty thirteen. We got Duke back, leading the G.I. Joe team, including new members of Roadblock, Lady J, and Flint for some reason. <laughs> Flint, he does free running. Roadblock, he's the rock, he's big, and he lifts the big guns. Lady J, she's a lady. <laughs> <laughs> she's a woman who has a really dickish dad who's dead. <laughs> we'll get to that because I've got a lot of things to say about her dad. Tr- they go to like the Korean demilitarization zone. Yep. Yeah, they get on a, mission a North, to North Korean Korea. defector, like save him or something. And it's like, yeah, they're like okay, smuggling yeah. him out. Yeah. Yep. Meanwhile, 
prepare for me to say meanwhile a lot because this <laughs> film fucking jumps around all over the place. They're like, okay, we've gotten inside the place. Now cut to the White House. Wait, what? Now cut back to the desert. Okay. President says one sentence. Now back to the White House. You're like, wait, what? What is going on? Anyway, meanwhile, Zartan, still impersonating the president, so sort of the mummy, but not the mummy, mostly Jonathan Price, except when he does that bit where he reveals himself for like half a second. Yeah. I'm John- not sure they... I don't know if they got Arnold Voslo back. CGI Voslo to me. Or if it's just CGI. Yeah. It's CGI Voslo. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to lie, though. I'm just right out of the bat here. I feel like Jonathan Price is the only one who thinks he's in the right movie. And having really having fun in a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Everyone yeah. else is he just enjoys, like... We'll get to it. He does a speech in a moment that is it, yeah. hamming it up. Um, basically, he plans to frame the G.I. Joe team and you get two Jonathan Prices, the real president and the, the clone president, arguing with each other, basically. Yeah, it's like Dave. Yes, exactly. It's, it's not idea. <laughs> <laughs> An airstrike is called on the G.I. Joe base. Which just kills everyone for the first movie. They're all Duke. there, and it's like so easy to take them all out. I'm like, were you ever that good? They specifically talk about the pit being like a safe and secure, mm. like underground thing, and all this kind of bollocks. And then yeah. they're just all standing around on the surface. They're waiting to go back to the pit, Jack. Yeah, I but know. Yes. No, but they're just hanging out. Both of these like... films are for for an elite fighting force that's meant to be incredibly difficult to get into. The GI Joes are incredibly incompetent. Oh yeah. They're, and like this, they're conveniently incompetent when the plot requires it. The first yes. to to jump back to the first film, there's a bit where when when uh, the Baroness and uh, Storm Shadow were like raiding the HQ, uh, the pit, and there's all these like grunts around who are dying, and it's like whoa whoa whoa, surely these grunts aren't they all G. aren't they all G. G. aren't they just as competent as the main characters? Shouldn't they all have a weird little like quirk? That like, oh, this one's got a sailor's hat on because he's the thing, and that one's carrying a flamethrower, and he's ice cream soldier. Yeah. He's seaside. Um, <laughs> What's his thing? Hey, matey. There he is. Problem solved. We're a land mission. Oh no, can't help you. Yeah. Um. Agreed. Tim. Yeah. yeah. And they, they they all just get slaughtered in droves because they're not main characters. Yeah. Very much so. Speaking of main characters, they're all dead. Yeah. Almost literally everyone from the first film is killed in this fucking thing. Or they or they just don't show up in this film. Correct. Yes. We'll get to that in a second as well. Uh, Roadblock, Flint, and Lady J. Thank God they survive. Yeah. They jump in a well and are like, phew, saved. I hate this. Saved movie. by the incompetence of the attackers going, <laughs> yeah, yeah probably go, not in there. Pew, pew, and shoot a few things into the well. Like, yeah, yeah it's probably fine. And they do the like three-way back-to-back thing of like climbing out of the thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's a Fast and Furious movie it, as well. It, uh, this, this, this. By the way, Roadblock is The Rock. Uh, Lady J is Adrian Palicki from Agents of Shield and that Wonder Woman pilot that never oh, got yeah, off. Oh yeah, she was almost Wonder Woman. Almost Wonder Woman. And Flint is in Shazam. He's there. <laughs> He's one of the other ones in Shazam. Yeah. He's the big lad. He's great in Shazam. He's great in mm. Shazam. D- he DJ Watts' face. was going to be either Batman or Superman in the George Miller. He was, he was Superman in the yeah. George Miller. Yeah. Yes, correct. Weird. Basically, these are actors who are competent and yet. Yeah. They survived, dive into well, blah, 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 blah. Zartan, still as the President of the United States, frames Snake Eyes as the assassin who killed the Pakistani president 
Because there's a Pakistani civil war going on. Yeah. And then that's why they had to deal with the betrayal the of the G.I. Joes. In the nanomite wars, exactly. Well, well yeah, they, the Pakistani presidents died, and so the G.I. Joes get sent in to take Pakistan's nukes because they're worried they might fall into the wrong hands. Yep. And in the first film, the G.I. Joes is very explicitly an international force. Like, there's meant to be people from all over. Yes. Heavy duties, British. Uh, Breaker is Moroccan and, mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. And that comes from the cartoons where they yeah. made everyone, they had like Native American ones and mm. yeah. African-American characters. They're not American, like... it's a world police. It's yeah. a world police, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. In the second one, they're all American. It's an American organization and they've essentially just committed an act a war of war. Crime. Yeah. On... They've, they've, they've sanctioned some stuff as like, so let me get this straight, you actively knowingly invaded North Korea, which again... The declaration of war. Yeah. Declaration of war. And also put a flag up while you were there to show off. Oh yeah. Yep. Because uh, Dick Baggery. Yeah. Which would absolutely have started a war. Started a war. Um, and then you invaded sovereign Pakistan to steal their nukes. And they specifically talk about that. It's a sovereign nation. We can't do that. Blah blah blah. It's like, yeah. Nah. Fuck it. Yeah. There's a lot of mm, lot of dog shit. And Snake yeah. Eyes gets framed for assassinating the president. Yes. Yes. Because reasons. Completely different sure. looking snake eyes. No lips on this motherfucker. Better suit. That, I will ask you, some of the much costumes are much suit. better. Most Commander, Cobra Commander, great. Yeah. Firefly, he's got like fucking, we'll get to him in a second, obviously when he comes up. He's got like little scaly armor going yeah. on. It's not yeah. great, but snake it'll do. Snake eyes, look, just wearing a motorbike helmet, better than the lips. I'll take it. Fine by me. Anyway, speaking of snake eyes, he's taken to an underground secure facility below what used to be East Gym. They give way too much information about this place. Yes. They go so deep. With, it's got with, fucking Walton Goggins with giving some exposition. With all Wally Goggs. The boy Wally Goggs. It, they go so deep there in international waters? That's ground, not ground? how that works. That's not the how that land works. under Germany is Germany. Correct. I'm d- I don't think people are like, well, we're at the Earth's core now, so guess what? We're no longer in wherever we are. It's like, no! Oh, that really fucked me up for some reason. I don't know why I did. <laughs> me but, too. Yeah. I made sure to make a note of it. Where Destro and Cobra Commander are being held in, and I quote, dream tubes. <laughs> yeah. They, they are aware of everything going around. This is what minority Goggins report, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> they're aware of everything going around, going on around them, but they're in a constant state of dreaming in these like big back to tank things mm-hmm. with big fucking spacesuits on. They give so many details for this prison complex. They really do. And you can. It must have been all cut out because there's like a whole thing of like, oh, this room, it's being cooled mm-hmm. down to like a frosty 65 degrees. But if it it's wasn't for the 210, thing, it would be 210. Never comes up again. Well, he shoots the mm. thing in a minute. We'll get to that. Oh, he shoots yeah, the he thing does. and it explodes. He shoots the thing. But that, that could have... And that burn. We'll get to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, except it's not Snake Eyes. We, how would we know that? I don't know. It's Storm Shadow, and he goes, "Oh we, no, it's Storm Shadow." We've seen young uh, Snake Eyes in the first film. He's sure. a little white kid. Sure, <laughs> that's the only thing we got to go on. That this mm. version of Storm Shadow is like, oh, Asian not twins. guy. Yeah, Def- mm. definitely not that. You There's again. a lot. We we jumped over that. We we get some flashbacks in the first one. Oh, everybody has a sad backstory in the first. This is in, true. This in, is true. In uh, Rise awful. of Cobra, we see some some Storm Shadow and. Uh, Snake Eyes flashbacks, and there's a lot of kid fights in it. There are some brutal kid fights. Yeah, like, chuck those little boys around. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh yeah. I did mention that for a reason. The first one. It matters for this film way more 
Yeah. They kinda. never really touch on it in the first one, apart from when they have their little fight at the end. And Storm Shadow definitely died in the big ice, oh, ice cap absolutely. explosion. Absolutely. And then he's just that, back he's in just the second there one. And he's fine. He's just yeah. doing a whistler from Blade and is just like, here you go. Here yeah, again. He's Blade. back. Like, what the fuck are you doing okay, here? Fine. Dead man. Uh, they put Storm Shadow in one of the tubes, the dream tube things. And then he controls his heartbeat and drags a guy in and then gets shot out of it and, yeah. and basically does a big breakout thing. He has some shurikens somehow. I don't know where he's been hiding them. He he breaks out. He, no, he's allowed to have them because they're like his fidget spinners. And yes. He needs, he, needs a, he needs a toy. When you're dreaming, you want to have a fidget. I'm so glad you said that, Tim. <laughs> they are fidget spinners. And this film is before fidget spinners were a thing. I told you, G.I. Joe was ahead of the curve. Rise of Cobra inspired all these like multi-billion dollar franchises and fucking G.I. Joe Retaliation invented fidget spinners. They're in the first they're in Rise of Cobra. Sorry, yeah, they're in Rise of Cobra. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's the one that all the good stuff. Well, not the costumes, but yeah. Spin the little shurikens. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he breaks out of his tube and his clothes for some reason. Oh yeah. Because yeah. he's fucking jacked. Yeah. Because, you know. Byun Hung Lee, I yeah. believe. Hung Lee. He's great. Yeah. He's a great actor it's and great. one of the best Korean actors, well, the most famous Korean actors in terms of like, you know, mm. there's a reveal in a recent thing where he turns up and it's like oh shit oh, yeah because okay. um, he's an yeah. amazingly huge star mm. yeah but yeah and super ripped yes because of course he is and busts out he's, two swords and he's stuff and... i wouldn't say he's wasted in these movies because he comes out relatively okay yeah, like, yeah all yeah. right fair mm. play storm shadow is one of the better characters in these movies for sure yeah storm shadow and snake eyes were always cool in the cartoon from what yeah. i remember about my friends like him because they're mm. the two ninjas yeah and the good guy is in black. Oh boy, yeah. the bad guys in white. Like, do what? we do we get a lot of ninjas in this? God, fucking ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> um, carry on. Firefly arrives with his transforming missile bike, which was oh. the, I can't decide if it's the coolest thing I've ever I'm seen exactly or the, the worst same. thing I've ever seen. It's yeah, so stupid and it looks bad. But I'm like, <laughs> missile is, bike. Tip. Is it? Is it secretly genius and just shot bad? Yes. Or is it? Yes. Is it actually terrible? Because he like he shoots missiles off of it. He shoots and... a min- machine gun at first. Yeah. Then missiles, and then, then the whole bike... jumps off of it in slow motion, and it turns into smaller bits that then turn into missiles that explode the front door of the base. And I'm yeah. Like, that's kind it's, of brilliant. It's one of the few bits in this film that feels like it belongs in the previous yes. film. Yes, there it's we like, go. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a toy. The toy. It really feels yeah, like a toy yeah, yeah, yeah. where it would come apart and just ping bits off and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, but not when you wanted it to. <laughs> no. Oh <laughs> no. You click the thing on the back. It's like it's not you working, put your little finger yeah, on it. The most me- pieces. Like, yeah, shit. the mechanism is is <laughs> breaks after three attempts. And yeah. Then, oh man. Can't I wonder get... if it is based on a toy. Probably. I mean, probably. Probably everything fucking is in these movies. Uh, yeah, Firefly arrives with a transforming missile bike, comes in to rescue Storm Shadow and Cobra Commander. Storm Shadow gets electrocuted th- thanks to Wally Goggs. Yep. Um, Wally Goggs shoots the pressurized. I- I'm so terrified thing. of you saying that because it feels like you're so close <laughs> saying a racial slur. I'm like, Walton so Goggins. Un- so uncomfortable. Walton Goggins. <laughs> I'm sorry, Matthew. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> Walton Goggins, whatever his character's name is, nobody cares. The Wally. Warden. The Warden. <laughs> he shoots the pressurized thing we touched on earlier, the, one yes. of the cooling tanks, mm. and that explodes and burns Storm Shadow. Kind of. So they're like, quick, take him to the Himalayas and the temple and mm. stuff. Like, 
What? Is it not a closer hospital like Switzerland? You're in East Germany. No. <laughs> he needs ninja healing. He needs ninja <laughs> healing, exactly. Ninjas in Germany. And they're like, you're off the team, Destro. And like, Wait, what? Why? Yeah. You just made him like five minutes. Five years ago, I we guess. We can't afford Christopher McElligolston. No, <laughs> he didn't want to come back. Well, neither did JGL, and they still fucking did Cobra yeah, Commander. Yeah, so he's like, got a mask. Just, so has Destro. But that's expensive in this movie that doesn't... <laughs> Actually, I'll, we'll go to budgets in a second, because this is interesting, but yeah. Yeah, we'll touch on budgets and stuff. Yeah, 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 carry on, sorry. Like I said, the Storm, Storm Show is burnt and is told to retreat to the temple in the Himalayas, whatever the fuck that means. We'll find Why out in not? a moment, yep. sort of. Cobra Commander returns to his base. How? He's been in prison. Like, or has he? Suddenly there's all this Cobra shit everywhere. And everybody's yeah. like, welcome back, Commander. You fought so well in the Nanomite Wars. I'm like, hasn't he been in prison? Did he break out of prison between these films and then get reprisoned again? Did I miss something? Probably. Why is everything... Co- no, how does anyone know who he is? If He's it, been in the fucking dream tube for four years. it was thing, I would say it was because there was a prequel comic that explains it, but I don't think this would have had a prequel comic yeah. because of the way the film pitches itself. It's not talking to comic people, it's talking to bros. No, I bet, Joe there, bros. I bet there was I'm a sure prequel there was. comic. There's, yeah, a, there's a comic for everything. There's a long history of G.I. Joe comics. Oh, I no, that's definitely true, but I don't know if this film cares about that audience. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he ditches Destro and is sort of Cobra Commander again. Sure. And then plans to launch Project Zeus. Of what, all the fucking names you could have had. Whatever, anything, whatever Project Zeus. Yep. Fucking. Yep. I don't know. I'm just thinking of any snake puns and obviously my body's like, <laughs> don't say any puns. Well, but but like, they, he has the like, oh, you'd be pleased to hear this. We call it something, something, something. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Never yeah. comes yeah. up again. Yeah. Never comes up again. Not once. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure the toys like have like his tanks or whatever the yeah, fuck it do. is. Oh, yeah. 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 Meanwhile, <laughs> in Tokyo, <laughs> the blind master, played by Ruzza from the Wu-Tang Clan, oh. star of Ghost Dog, and fucking the Can't Wu-Tang Clan, coffee and cigarettes. Yeah. Oh, my man God. Man with the Iron Fists. Oh, yeah. mayor, man with the Iron Fists. This is about as, probably as closer to Man with the Iron Fists yeah. than anything else. The dead don't die. But fuck me, the Rizza is in this movie. Yes. He sends Snake Eyes and his apprentice Electra. I mean, Jinx. Because <laughs> it's a load of young from the Daredevil series who played Electra. And mm-hmm. she is literally Electra. I mean, this she is, is what got her the job being Electra. No shit, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> She's in a red fucking ninja suit yeah. with a red headband across her eyes. Obviously, she's going to be fucking Electra. Mm. She's I also very badly ADR'd in this movie because Elodie Young is very French. She's very French. <laughs> I like her as Electra. I'm going to say out there. I know people didn't what? like it, but I what? liked her as Electra. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the oh, yeah, yeah, she's a good Electra. I don't... She sh- this is shit. This is yeah. I don't know what she's doing. She's here. much better in Daredevil <laughs> than she is in this. Yeah, yeah. Because it's one of those again things I want to point out. Good actors seemingly yeah. in very but mismanaged or poor. This and film has Rosa in it. And the thing is, John... and the highest paid actor in the world <laughs> ever. Yeah, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Was he the highest paid at this point? Twenty thirteen. No, 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 no. This is early, early. Not even a this proper is... action style. This Post... is pre. Pre Fast and Furious stuff. I was thinking, is this pre Fast Furious or Fast Five? Was yes, 2014, 2015, around about the same time. It's close to it, surely. I'm, I'm curious here. Uh, Fast Five was 2011, so this oh. is post Fast Five. This is post Fast Five. Mm, yeah, because I figured he was mm, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, carry on. 
He's he's not the superstar he came to be, but he's still big ass the rock. He's still the rock. Yeah. Yeah. They're sent off to capture Storm Shadow because they know of his travel to the temple and that whole thing arbitrarily. And sure. he killed another master or something that isn't properly There's a guy called the Hard Master that somebody's uncle or something. I wasn't that's, fully That's the one who gets killed in the fir- in the flashback in the first film yes. when yes. they're teens yes when there's kid fighting yeah <laughs> that's the hard master yep. he gets killed and it's seems as though it's storm shadow except we learn in this film oh it's actually not so that wasn't ah see that wasn't uh a cgi performance that was an actual performance. so they but did get that actor back it's our turn arnold Vosler comes back. yeah arnold yeah, Vosler yeah, comes yeah, back yeah yeah, yeah. I, want yeah. To, I just want to spoil yeah. it guess mm, we'll yeah. get there but yeah. yes uh do care meanwhile it's all happening kind of similar. The, the time in this film makes no sense. It's literally that the film just says, it doesn't matter, let's just keep no, going. No. Yeah. There's stuff that happens after stuff that should be happening before. Bollocks. The, the Joe survivors, the three new characters, mm. find an airstrip in the desert. Yep. Just because reasons. Obviously. And then are like, we're going home, boys. And they're off. And you're like, mm. well, that was easy. Yeah. You need to walk for like 10 yeah. minutes in the desert. Unless you've been going for two weeks and then while this ninja shit has been going on <laughs> and you're barely alive, but they're like, nope, we're just trekking along with our big guns, no water, everything's mm. fine. Good thing getting into the United States of America is real fucking easy, apparently. Yeah. Like, sure. It's as easy as sneaking back into Gotham. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff that happens there. They form a new base and... The there's Rock meets with his meets up with his an, old mates and yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's, there's an inexplicable thing. like four or five minute scene where it's just like establishing that the Rock comes from the streets, oh, and here's yeah, this old yeah, man yeah. from his neighborhood who, well, I say old man, an old friend from his yeah. neighborhood yeah. Who, yeah. who's going to lend him his truck and be yeah. bros and yeah. stuff. And here's the here's the there's, the old rec center that you can use as yeah. your high tech. I don't know what that's supposed to establish. I mean, yeah, a street cred, but like. Why? It's yeah, well, it never comes up again. It's Wonderly. completely. I also, I also skipped him like hanging out with his daughters and Channing Tatum. Oh, we're gonna come back to that bullshit. <laughs> Do not fucking that's worry. Just, that, I've I mean, got that, a lot to say about that. That makes sense because it's to make you feel bad that Channing Tatum dies, and to give and to give Roadblock a reason to want to go home. Sure. Yeah. But they also make jokes about Channing Tatum having no, sex no, no. with his daughters or something. No, no, we're coming back to that. Oh, back to that because yes. I got a lot to say about that shit. <laughs> if eventually all this bullshit, they find the original GI Joe, Mister Joe, Mister Joe Joseph Colton, because mm-hmm. reasons, uh, played by Bruce Willis mm-hmm. for about ten minutes. Maybe yeah, less. I think he was there for a day, and this was the uh, one million dollar dollars per day era. Which famously happened during Expendables three, I want to say. Mm. They had a big falling out with Sylvester Stallone because he wanted to be paid. He was there for four days and wanted to pay four million dollars, and Sylvester Stallone offered him three million dollars. And Bruce Willis says, "I don't work for less than a million dollars a day." So Sylvester Stallone told him to go fuck himself, and they had a big falling out. Basically, the whole thing in Expendables, wow. and it all came out. And this is part of this, and this. This is he... what Planet Hollywood has come to. Yeah, and that's why Bruce Willis is in this film for about 45 seconds because mm. he was there for a day because they had a million dollars mm. for him, basically. I'm not going to get into it because obviously Bruce Willis's recent diagnosis and yes. all very sad, but that million dollar day thing did not last. 
I think everything after this is straight to DVD or something. There's a period of yep. straight to DVD stuff. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, before Storm Shadow was falsely accused, he and Snake Eyes grew up together. We touched on this. Yeah. Um, blah, 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 blah. Framed for murder. I never forgot what you did and all this kind of avenging my master's death and all this. I killed your master is always a good old classic. Classic mm. ninja bullshit. Um, they even sort of uncomfortably call a truce and kind of agree to work together and it's a whole awkward, unpleasant thing. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's it's the, 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 the revelation is that he was actually framed. Yes. Uh, but and it was Zartan who killed the Hardmaster, and then disguised himself and did, became. Did, did he raise them for like thirty years? Then is he just then their master? He's he's Storm Shadow's master yeah, for at least a period of time, for like a while. It's the Mad Eye Moody thing. Like, oh, what a great teacher! Really, because the only one you see teaching him is <laughs> Crouch. So I don't know <laughs> if that's actually true. Yeah. So like, who's the Hardmaster? Turns out. This dickhead with the camels and the eye patch. <laughs> it's been eye patch boy this whole time. <laughs> yeah, is it either the last minute or has he been there the whole time? Um, so yeah, yeah. Speaking of Zartan, he's still the president in present day, and he announces that Cobra will become the new U.S. Special Forces Defense Team or whatever the mm. fucking phrase is. Yeah, just because that's fine. And I mean, then late- uh, uh, the the actual British uh emergency uh meeting group is called cobra in this country yes, yes. It is. Yeah. what the fuck is wrong with britain <laughs> <laughs> nobody watched gi joe for god's sake yeah uh All late- the bad guys yeah exactly. we are the bad are guys. we the baddies we are we are the bad guys brexit happened with the baddies the, the british believe- empire happened with the baddies. yeah yeah i believe around this point we also get a fun waterboarding joke from uh oh uh the, it's, the, it's, it's like joke call, it, call it waterboarding but i never got bored yeah i never get bored oh. and nobody just says jesus christ yeah. he just carries on but yeah. you know what stupid cartoon well, again jonathan price knows what film he's supposed he to be in he does the rock does not uh Lady J watches the footage and works out that somebody is impersonating the president. And then, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then at a fundraiser, she steals a sample of his DNA and confirms he is Zoltan. Yeah. It's his hair. Get it's your his mind hair. out of the gutters. <laughs> unlike I know, that, I unlike the filmmakers who are sexualizing Adrian Palicki at every oh, possible opportunity. So much. Especially considering her main real character drive is that her dickhead dad was a general who said women shouldn't be in the army. And she only yeah. got into things so that it could be that she'll surpass him and that he'd have to salute her. But then he died. I'm like, that's an interesting story thing. Mm. We'll come back to that, how that, you know. Gets resolved at the end. Badly. Firefly yeah. catches on, but yes. they manage to escape, and it's a whole thing, and it's mm. boring. <laughs> Welcome to this film. Uh, Snake Eyes and Jinx locate and capture Storm Shadow after a bunch of ninjas just attack. There's a big ninja fight because, of course, there is. What one of the better action scenes in this film? I would say the best action scene. Yeah, Tim. absolutely. Awesome. Uh, I don't know if her wires get more tangled, but I'm okay with it. Yep. Don't matter. Yep. Yeah, cartoon the, shit. The big like wall climbing thing, and it was in all the trailers. Just got Storm Shadow in a sleeping bag, and somehow yes. he doesn't die, just being <laughs> smashed against the side of a fucking mountain. Yeah, it's a very padded bag. I he's guess. had all that ninja healing. He's he's fine. That's yeah. true. He's in his ninja coma, so he's untouchable. But yeah, genuinely quite fun. 
it feels very Electra and Daredevil, weirdly enough. Mm, yeah. Very like fighting off a bunch of like the hand, fighting off a bunch mm. of ninjas and stuff. Yeah. And rope battles and stuff. Kind of exactly what you want from a G.I. Joe yeah. film. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they take him back to Tokyo where Storm Shadow proclaims he did not kill the Hardmaster, as we talked about, the big reveal, mm. and proves it by fighting Snake Eyes with the weapon that killed Hardmaster, mm. which breaks as it's not the Arishikage Steel, yeah. which is their... The clan. The, mm. the clan. The, yeah, the, the Han, Hattori Hanzo sword equivalent, yeah. basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. The sword that cuts other swords yeah, and all that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. He's still a terrorist and a war criminal. But you know what? Yeah. He's all right. <laughs> yeah. And he did do this in the toys, apparently. He did swap sides. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's too cool not to. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the Blind Master deduces that Zartan was the one that murdered the Hardmaster and framed Storm Shadow for it. Storm Shadow switches sides, as we just said, and accompany Snake Eyes and Jinx as they join Joe's, uh, join the Joe's, the whole team, all three remaining other Joe's. All of the living ones. <laughs> <laughs> and the efforts to stop Krober. So Storm Shadow, one of the cool characters, is now on the good side. All the cool characters are on the good side. Everything's fine. Zartan invites the world's leaders to a summit where he blackmails them into disabling all of their nuclear arsenals and reveals what Project Zeus actually is orbital bombardment from a bunch of satellites basically mm. yeah big kinetic missile big kinetic yes yeah, specifically kinetic or orbital bombardment yeah as opposed to the non-kinetic orbital <laughs> bombardment he uh whatever he invites the leader of north korea yep who he snuck into or he <laughs> under the orders of the, a little while ago i'm like this feels odd <laughs> it's a very it's yeah it's but again they have, they have nuclear weapons, I guess. Is yeah. Implying? But Jonathan Price again, hamming it up, yep. doing mm. the thing in the wrong movie. He still thinks he's in the other movie. Yeah. yeah. And then he blows up London. Yes. And it's not, yeah, there's a, <laughs> I mean, it's, it, I, 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 I kind of love it. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like, oh, that's cartoon bullshit. It feels mm. like Dr. Evil nonsense. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's literally like, oh, that's, you mean like, like, like Big Ben exposed like Independence Day? No, motherfucker. Their shockwave makes London go, yeah, and everything is dead and desolate. Yeah. Like, wow, that's Central Armageddon London's level shit. Out. Yeah, which is like what twenty million people? It's about nine million. Sure. People. Is it nine? Yeah, yeah. Nine. okay. So be, that's the biggest, the biggest, like it, the most populous area of the country. No, I mean like that's the biggest attack on anyone in the history oh, of the world yes, by, by a long, by a, oh, yeah, by a that's significant a, yeah. margin. Yeah, that's that's. The biggest, biggest single act of genocide ever. in one, you know, yeah. quickest yeah. moment. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Never really touched on again. Nope. Like, no. Well, oh well. Um, the world is fine, unless you're from London, <laughs> like me. And yeah, it basically tells all the world leaders to surrender to Cobra, mm -hmm. as of course he does. You'll notice mm. if you're if you're keeping track of this uh, synopsis, very little Cobra Commander in this GI Joe film. Yeah, he's very much in the background. He just kind of he shows up during this part, but Zartan is still running the show. He's still Zartan the one... is the main yeah. bad guy in this yeah. film for sure. Co Cobra Commander gives some superfluous orders. Yeah, make sure they know to do this. He has a bit where he strides onto the island in his new long coat, and everybody yeah. salutes him. He looks fucking cool. Yeah, he looks much better. Oh, he that's looks it. More like Cobra Commander. Yeah, definitely. doesn't sound like him still. No, sounds so like this. But hello! Yeah. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt, apparently... A lot of people thought that wasn't Joseph Gordon-Levitt doing the voice in the first one. Oh, I can tell. Something. It definitely is. Yeah. Mm. And he 
sort of doing a bit of the cartoon one. Yeah. But Joseph Gordon-Levitt's natural speaking voice is really fucking low. So why would you get a guy who's supposed to be doing a voice like this mm. to be like, oh, I'm going to be doing a voice like <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, I don't know He's like how... two or three octaves too low. And then they mm. do ADR and overdub him in the second film with a completely different voice actor. Mm. Like, pick someone with a good <laughs> voice. How fucking hard? He doesn't... It's not like he has any big action sets. You need him to be like fucking... Mm-hmm. Like Ray Park a Snake Eyes makes yeah. sense. Problematic Ray Park, yeah, but yeah, yeah. he's doing all his ninja shit and stuff. That makes sense. You don't need him to talk either. But Cobra Commander doesn't do any ninja shit, so just get a good voice person. I mean, it's yeah. kind of the same as picking non-bald, large-eared Christopher Eccleston to be Destro. Yeah. Who, <laughs> admittedly, like, yes, in the comics, comes from Clan McCullen and, and, and is, you know, has Scottish heritage, but also in the cartoons, doesn't sound Scottish. No, just... He's got just got, like, a big, deep voice. Yeah. Like, generic bad guy. Yeah, he's he's got Scottish ancestry. He's not Scottish himself. Yeah, like Highlanders. Yeah. Why didn't they get Christopher Lambert? <gasps> Matthew. Uh, nope. You better, you better be casting <laughs> Lambert. Deal breaker. <laughs> um, Mr. Deal breaker himself. Christoph Lambert. Spoilers for later. I was thinking of casting I hate Christoph Lambert. Eccleston in this movie. Do I bring him back? Do I not? I was like, oh, we'll we'll get to it, but. So I recast him. I had, to do, I had to do. I picked another Christopher. Everyone's favorite. Christopher Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> he can do the best Scottish accent. Whoa! Hey, I'm Chris Pratt. <laughs> like all enough, of his accents. I, th- I think it was Hemsworth or Pine. Two of no Evans. I think it was Hemsworth and Evans mm-hmm. were nearly Duke instead of Channing. Oh well, Tatum. yeah, that makes mm-hmm. complete sense. Yeah, but yeah. Channing Tatum was contractually obliged because he had signed some three picture deal at yes. the time. Yeah. And they were like, "Fuck you." There will be. <laughs> I will be bringing that up later, because it gets me out of a little bit of trouble. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that. Um, blah blah blah. They've destroyed London. Mass genocide. You know the usual sure. stuff mm. of big evil dudes. Uh, Storm Shadow reveals that he's betraying Cobra Commander and starts a big fight, and reveals Cobra's deception to the world. And they all go, "Oh no, he's evil after all." As if we who knew? We already knew he was. Mm. E- they knew he was evil already. He's he's got a bunch of satellites. That he's making what? Um, mm-hmm. Original GI Joe and Lady J rescue the real president from the underground bunker thing because they know where that is now. Sure. While Storm Shadow finally kills Zoltan, avenging the whole death. Her Chicago is now done. Yay, Hardmaster. Sure. There we go. The uh, bunch of the other Joes again, just unnamed soldier people, and the remaining. Yeah, they have handful. they have a bunch of other Joes show up at yep. this point, and it's like, well, I thought they were all dead. Well, yeah. Where are these? What are these? Just lads? Like you've just got just out of the like, territorial army? Like, what is going on here? GI Bros. Yeah. My name, my GI Joe name is Work Experience. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Work Experience. <laughs> work Experience. I was like, oh, you're all Work Experience. <laughs> Not me. I'm intern. Fucking hell, we're in trouble. <laughs> um, Cobra Commander escapes by a helicopter. Yeah. Arbitrarily. Yep. And uh, Roadblock is able to deactivate and destroy Project Zeus and also kills Firefly. Yep. That was one of his Fireflies. In like two minutes. 
there's this whole thing. There's a a thirty second countdown, yep. and then a whole boat chase happens, and then a fight. <laughs> oh yeah, yep. I forgot about that. <laughs> anyway, at the White House ceremony, because that's a thing that happens to like declare everything's fine. The real president, also played by Jonathan Price, addresses the nation and commemorates the Joes. OG Joe, old Joe. It looks like he's just in a field as well. Yep. It's like he's anywhere like, in particular. Wh- yeah, quite far away from the White House. Yep. Presents Roadblock with a pistol that belonged to General Patton. Because <laughs> America. To use on Cobra Commando when he yeah, finally when you find him, down. him, shoot him in the face with this. Like, Roadblock Jesus. raises the weapon, fires a single shot, and vows to avenge his fallen brothers and to kill Cobra Commander. I love the idea that it's Bruce so- Willis's character looks and goes, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you shooting I, you? I, I told you. Yeah, there's one bullet in there from yeah. General Bang. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and, then, well, and then it pans up and Cobra Commander was up there in his helicopter. Just, yeah. <laughs> no, he's in a tree and falls out all yeah. of a sudden like it's a fucking naked <laughs> gun movie. Um, that would be fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it but ends, it ends in this Yeehaw America mm. bollocks because this film is very Yeehaw America. I have three things to say. Thing number one. Yeehaw. <laughs> I oh, gave man. the first film a lot of a pass because I thought, yeah, it's dumb, but it's for kids and it's it, it knows what it's doing mostly. It almost gets it right. Yada, yada, yada. No, not in this film. It made me really angry. It was like, y- 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 it, it's it, almost unrecognizable from the previous film. It's yeah. a, it might as well just reboot the. I mean, obviously, yes, the character's out, but reboot the fucker from scratch. If you re- the original plan was to reboot it. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't. And then they just did a sort of soft rebooty sequel. Yeah, thing. more of a more more of a hindrance. It makes it so complicated because it's clear that yeah, like they wanted to reboot it because they kill off every fucker who's involved in the first Almost one. Apart, yeah. apart from Snake Eyes, basically anything revolving around Snake Eyes and. Uh, the the fact that Zartan is the president. Yep. Yes, yes. But the fact that they leave over the Zartan stuff means that this film has to be so complicated. <laughs> yeah, because it's they've rebooting got... and sequelizing at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Thing number two, uh, Lady J. Uh, her whole thing, as I said before, is that her father was a sexist piece of shit and didn't believe women should be in the military. Yada yada yada. And then at the end of the movie. Oh, oh, by the way, I should mention, Flint says something when she says all this. She reveals oh, the whole thing. God, he just says, about this. yeah, well, uh, you look really pretty in red. It's like, that, not really the comment you're looking Pro- for at that problematic, moment. Problematic, Flint. Yeah. yeah. Also, Flint has no personality. Oh, yeah, you mean Flint not mentioning the you fucking might, synopsis You might much. as well have You notice just... I said Flint twice, yeah. maybe? Because it should have been Channing Tatum. You just could a bit have, You could have just replaced him with a dog, and it would have been a better <laughs> film. Oh, oh, that would have been that so would have good. Been adorable. Yeah. yeah. Channing Tatum is in a film called all about a dog recently, but then, yeah. yeah. Um, have you just recast the role as a dog? They're all dogs. I'm just. <gasps> <gasps> all, uh, I shouldn't have said that. So much G.I. G.I. Joe meets Paw Patrol. <laughs> oh shit, Tim. God damn! You're making my pitch look shit. And I haven't even said it now because by comparison, that's amazing. The way that's resolved is Bruce Willis is going down the line, and like, hey, well done, thanks. Here's a medal. You did a good job. And then he pauses. Captain, so and so, because at the start when he's introduced by that, he calls her Brenda for some yep. reason. Like that's an insult. Whatever, Brenda. It's like, 
what? <laughs> right, Dave? Yeah, it's like, okay, okay. Yeah, he calls her Brenda throughout the whole thing and it's never fucking resolved why or nope. for no. what reason. It's it's almost as if if she was um, a person of colour, he would just do a racially weird oh, name. Oh, yeah, he'd be calling her like Deshandra or yeah. something. This is... <laughs> This is his. This is his white person oh name, God. and he's like, "That's what I call yes. all white women." It's yeah. like, "Oh, that's weird." Anyway, so the if point this is, was made now, he'd be calling her Karen. Yeah, oh, mm, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But the point is that he um, then gives her a full title, like Captain. Rah, rah, rah. I serve with your father. She's like, "Oh, her face changes a little bit." Mm. Yeah, he'd been very proud. No, he wouldn't. Nope. No, he was he a dickhead. specifically would not. Yeah, yeah. I, and she's like moved and thinks, mm, "Good." It's like, no. Now this is dumb. You're trying to tie off a story mm. in a really weird, broken way. Point number three. Channing Tatum <laughs> has multiple best friends. And by that, I mean Duke has multiple best friends. You've oh, got Rex. I say Channing Tatum's real best friend is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Rex is his best friend. Mm-hmm. Now he's Cobra Commander. Can't be best friends anymore. So he's now Ripcord as his best friend. Mm-hmm. But he's not in this movie, so he can't be friends anymore. No. <laughs> so The Rock is his best friend. Yeah. And they have the weirdest pattern between each other. <laughs> it is, it's not even just like, it's like weird homoerotic stuff. They're playing, I think it's Battlefield or some uh, Ghost like Recon, Call of Battlefield Call of Duty yes, yes, yes. Yeah. first person shootery thing. And The Rock's kids run in and like yes. start attacking. The, the Rock's literal preteen children. Like, not The Rock, under, the under 10? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Roadblocks. Little, little Roadblock Junior and Roadblock Junior Two, yes, <laughs> who are girls, come in and he like chases them out with a like a puppet or a toy or something. Sure, it's like, oh, shit. they're gonna bite you, and it's like perfectly wholesome yeah. little. He's a nice little Bo- uncle with the kids and stuff. Bollard and temporary traffic light. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, that took me a second. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> well done. Um. And he chased them out with like a little toy stuff. It's like, okay, oh, this is actually quite nice, like little bonding. Okay, cool. This is yeah. bonding with like he's probably like their godfather or something awkward. Sure, yeah, sure. Because they're best friends, right? We know they're best friends. They've been best friends since the first They've one been... when they were best friends. <laughs> yeah, They've right. Been friends this whole time, yeah. right? He and must then, know Rex. <laughs> and then Roblox says, "That's not the first time a woman has ran out of the room screaming." <laughs> and then oh, Duke replies. Yeah. That's not the first time two women have run out. Two girls. He says two, two girls. Two girls, yes. Two mm. girls have run out of the room screaming. And Robert replies with, dude, that's so inappropriate. You made the joke in the first <laughs> yeah. place. Yeah. You sexualized your, your kids. And then he just said it slightly differently. He meant the joke and you were that... like, no, not cool. <laughs> Only I can do that. It's like, yeah. Ugh. It's, Ugh. yeah. And then later this whole like... um. Funny enough, line is... funny enough, that was the mm. moment Emma walked past. Oh, and she was shit. like, Oh, it's the Rock and Channing Tatum. And she was like, She likes The Rock. She's also seen, Ch- she likes like Magic Mike and yeah, mm, sure, Channing sure, Tatum's sure. been good in stuff. She was like, Oh, cool. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> what did he just say? I was like, I know. Yeah, I, this film shit. Mm. We're seven minutes into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to go in the other room. Like, good idea. Yeah. yeah it's, I, it's not one of those things sometimes. Emma will watch them over my shoulder, mm-hmm. and sometimes she'll be enjoying like if we have a good movie followed by a bad sequel, like the good old days. Sure, she'll be like, "Oh, I'll sit down and watch the good movie with you." She stayed out of the room when I had the GI Joe <laughs> movies on. I actually have a question for you, Jack. Uh oh, because mm. this was the first time you'd seen these films. Correct? Yes, 
Were you aware going into the second one that Channing Tatum was killed off? That was the only thing I knew uh-huh. about these movies. I didn't know, and it was a spoiler in the movie when it came in because everyone was like, you know, it's going to be. I mean, the way that you see the trailers, it's like, yeah, not a lot of Channing Tatum. Like, obviously, they do the whole, like, you know, the, yeah, advertise it, but you don't know if he's going to just absolutely get punked out and die in, in the most mm. like, oh, oh, fuck, that, that's not even ambiguous. Mm. He dead. He explodes. Yeah, it's like wow. Um, but saving this- Flint of all people, <laughs> which would make so Fucking much more Flint. sense if he was a dog. <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, and then Flint's it- not a bad name for a dog either. You don't even need to change the name. Yeah, true. And it would be really impressive that he could do free running, <laughs> just running in it. Yeah. Dogs, <laughs> just dog running. Yeah, he'd be like the uh, dogs in John Wick Three. I get- l- ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, no, sorry, not if you're listening. Of course you're listening, but. Please don't get your hopes up that in my pitch I've put a load of dogs in here called Sam or anything like that because Boycott I'm not doing Matthew that. if he hasn't put dogs in the pitch. There are no dogs in my pitch. Take to the I'm Discord. literally trying to think of it and Boycott I've got no out. dogs. Well, I know M- at mutiny. least one criticism that I will be making. Matt, I noticed I uh, no dogs. <laughs> I was like, you're right. I, take my notes I now. gave you a snake dog. Is that not close <laughs> enough? <laughs> I've recast snake eyes. I've given a dog luscious robotic limbs. <laughs> yeah. All the dogs speak except for Snake Eyes' dog. Who's <laughs> just a regular you dog? You hold, it, you hold a tree out in front of him and go, speak, and he just doesn't speak. He just shakes his head. Just, he he just talk. Then he just Eyes cuts your get... hand off with a katana. <laughs> there was apparently a cutscene where Snake Eyes makes a joke and, and breaks his vow of silence. And it's voiced by fucking Kevin Smith. And it, and it was cut, and it's like, yeah, obviously yeah. that was cut. Good. What the fuck are you doing? That's that's Dread taking his helmet off. Bolts yeah, off. yeah, yeah. So bad film. Yeah, both, both two bad films. The the, the yeah. second I don't one, like either of them. The second one is so much more because it's less <laughs> as ridiculous as that plot just is that that Jack and and we have just recounted mm. for you. Barely. It's fucking mess. It tries to root itself in reality so much more. There's That's so true. many more like real weapons and stuff like that. Oh, they're just guns. They're just guns in this, just rather than in the first one. Launches and shit. In the first one, they have like the 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 Cobra have like sonic wave guns and stuff like and that. The nano machine and, bullshit. Yeah, and all, kind of and, stuff, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And in this, it's just oh no, they've just got guns. Um, and quite a lot of like gun fetish s- sequences in it. Yeah, that house. And, the fact that it's it, that a moves it f- from being like a live action cartoon and tries to make it more like the like we said the military sections in the Transformers stuff and it's a all recruitment that, video all that stuff it also makes it feel almost irresponsible the lack of like consequences and stuff like that because yeah it's predatory nature to it almost it's, yeah. you know in the first. Like in the cartoons, it's like, oh, they're all just shooting lasers. And it's like, nobody ever gets hit, nobody ever gets hurt. And then you get a literal thing afterwards saying, kids, don't litter. Yes. And all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And in this, it's like, no, there's actual guns and stuff, but no, still nobody gets hit, nobody gets hurt. Mm. Um, and it, it, it just, it feels like the whole movie is that thing uh, from Arrested Development. It, it should have, it be holding a sign that says, we demand to be taken seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also hates the fact that it's based on G.I. Joe and so is yep. trying to distance itself from that. Very much so. And the moments when it's shy, it's because it's a better made movie than the first one. Agreed. Mm. And the moments when it is kind of fun and cartoony, like the ninja fight on the wall and stuff like that, it's actually pretty good. It's not good, good. That scene but it's might be fine. the best it's engaging. scene across yeah. both movies. Yeah. 
Like, hmm. Yeah, fair. Yeah. But the problem is all the other stuff, the jumbled plot, the the seriousness. No, there's no likable characters across both films. I would no, say yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're both weirdly horny films, but in the different ways. Yeah, yeah. I would say like the second one is a lot more male gazy. There is a lot. That's true. There's a lot more pervy camera stuff going on, yeah, and very Michael Bay's Transformers. Yeah, mm-hmm. the first one is remar- Like it has all the women in like leather cat suits and stuff, um, mm. and it a has bodice stuff it, going on. A, a lot of bodices. It has. Ripcord constantly flirting with Scala in a way yeah. that is just leery sexual harassment. Yes, but the camera itself is not particularly male gazy. Yeah. There's some moments, but you know, oh, yeah, it's they are two films that are so at war with each other. Very yep. much so. Um, yep. Snake Eyes does not help that than being the third one. Yeah, that's at war with each other. <laughs> Another third direction that it goes in. Yeah, uh, touching on the weapons there, Tim. In the first movie. Stephen Summers and the uh, like production team and stuff yeah. went and did a bunch of actual military tech research and basically built all this stuff as a this will all be real in like 15 to 20 years time was their <gasps> thing. So like, now. Sort of, yeah. Mm. Um, so obviously they're putting this in 2020, like 11 years in the future to them at the time in 2009. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're thinking what is military tech going to be like? And it was based on genuine like R&D projects and patents that were available weapons, and concept yeah, weapons yeah, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. The second one is just a bunch of big lads. It's the rock running around with a big... Because he's the heavy machine gunner, so he's just mm. got a big old machine gun. Yeah. Mm. That's it. Just it's his a chain bunch gun of, like, or minigun. It's a mini great guns yeah. Chain guns and tanks and stuff. It's like, okay, cool. From that, I want to talk about the directors. We touched on Stephen Summers, obviously, known so for The Mummy weird, and stuff. Yeah. Mm. The director of the second movie is John Chu. Yeah. And it blew my mind. I was like, I know that name from somewhere. Listeners, if you haven't already clocked on who John M. Chu is, I'm about to blow your mind. Because <laughs> obviously, before this, he did Step Up 2. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. You've got to convince, someone's got to convince Tatum Channing to Tatum back. to come back. He also did Step Up 3D. Yes. Fine. Dancey, actiony bollocks, whatever. Also did two Justin Bieber documentaries. <laughs> yeah. Never Say Never and Bieber's Believe. <laughs> In between this film. Yes. 2011, Never Say Never. Then Step Up Revolution. He didn't direct, but he co-produced. And then G.I. Joe Retaliation in 2013. Also Justin Bieber's Believe in 2013. The same year as this movie, yep. A direct, he directed a documentary film about Justin Bieber. I wonder if that's why he has Lady J do a ballroom dance with the president. He's a dance guy. It's his thing. Yeah, it's yeah. his thing because we get into more of that shit. Mm-hmm. He's basically not to spoil things here, Jack. He's not a great director. But he's a bookended director. Correct. He starts off with some good stuff and ends, or more recently, most recent projects have been really fucking good. Correct. We'll get to that. Then goes on to do Gem and the Holograms, which is fucking awful. Yikes. (laughs) Emma is a massive Gem and the Holograms fan, so we went out of our way to watch that film. It's a big pile of trash. Yep. Then does, previously mentioned on this show, 
Now you see me too. <laughs> Fucking hell. We'll come back to that. It's on the list. It's, on the list. <laughs> it's absolutely on the list. I don't list. like either of those films, but goddamn. And then, all of a sudden, he starts making fucking great movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians in 2018. Great film. Gr- brilliant film. Yeah. Fantastic. Then fucking In the Heights last year. Oh, yeah. Really, in the Heights, yeah. How is this the same guy that did G.I. Joe Retaliation? Because he shouldn't have been doing G.I. Joe fucking no. Retaliation. Correct, correct. He's also hell. set to direct the movie version of Wicked. I think he could do all right with him. I'm totally not, I'm makes not, sense. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure yet because I know that people. there are people who like the In the Heights style of direction of doing really flamboyant, colourful, fun stuff. Mm. But as Tim has mentioned off air to us uh, uh steven spielberg is also like i'd like to see him do it kind of thing because mm. his most recent direction with musicals um but yeah john chu is like at no point with any of us really think he's a good fit for this no it's Cartoon a weird otherwise. pick yeah what a weird fucking career that guy has had yeah mm. everything it's from so odd. justin bieber documentaries to now you see me too to gi joe too to in the heights and crazy rich Asians. Yeah. And that's to say, you Mad. can't just pigeonhole yourself and do like, oh, you can't direct that. It's a bullshit. No. The best directors direct all kinds of things. That's the point. Um, and as weird as this is going to sound, the direction, as it were, I guess isn't awful if you just arrive with this weird fucking script and you're like, okay, I'll mm. figure this out. But it is very leery mm. and... I think like like the action scene on the on the cliff face with the, with the wire work and stuff like that, obviously mm. Always very difficult with the CGI scenes to know how involved people are mm. as a director if it's a subunit yeah. because of all these things. So it's a really hard thing to gauge, basically. But yeah, very odd. What a weird career. Yeah. So I suppose we need to fix GIJ retaliation, right? Yeah. You do, Matthew. I your, do. It's your turn. This was a little tricky. Let's find out what you did. Let's do it. Today's episode is sponsored by Audible. Audible has thousands of audiobooks, podcasts, comedy specials, and so much more. And we're here to enhance this fantastic experience, because if you head to audibletrial.com slash sequel, you can get a month free and an audiobook on us. Ooh. And at this point, we usually recommend an audiobook that's sort of tangentially linked into our episode. Yeah, I assume there's like novelizations of the G.I. Joe movies right now. I don't now. give a fuck. <laughs> Fair. But the answer is no, we couldn't find them. Not, okay. all, not until uh, Audible, at least. Uh, as such, I'm going to recommend Ricky Tiki Tavi by Rudyard Kipling. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? Yep. Mongoose story. For half an hour long, read by BJ Harrison. You want to know why? Is that your G.I. Joe uh, code name? Oh, that's pretty good, but no. Ricky Tiki Tavi? Nope. Because Ricky Tiki Tavi is a little mongoose who fucks up cobras. <laughs> <laughs> So if you want to know how to fuck up a cobra, call me Mongoose. That's my G.I. Joe name now. Yeah. Not Ricky Tikitavi, just Mongoose. I wonder if there is a Mongoose G.I. Joe. It'd be really stupid if they didn't. Yeah. Get, um, Google it to him quick. Yeah. I remember that being a really big thing as a kid, because if those who don't know internationally, Rudyard Kipling is, I mean, a controversial, probably very horribly racist person. Yep, um, correct. Wrote the Jungle Book and other bits and pieces and poetry and things. Um, and, yeah, imperial bullshit. But wrote a short story called Ricky Tiki Tavi about a mongoose who fights some um uh some some cobras. And I remember I don't know why, I so distinct remember as a child, this like tiny ferret. It's like it kills cobras. And you're like, cobras? They're the most dangerous thing in the world. It's like the sort of honey badger of its day. Mm. 
So get on down to audibletrial.com slash sequel for a month free and an audiobook on us. Audible. Ricky Ticky Tarvi. You cobra bastards. <laughs> Let's get into some Rotten Tomatoes, boys. Unsurprisingly, you should have seen this coming. I got three films for you. <laughs> I wondered if you'd go for the G.I. Joe, the real American hero, the movie. Oh, no. Was I there went... a movie of that? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fucking Transformers on... was a success in, what, 86? Yeah, everything so... had to be a success. Yeah. Everything had to be big. Everything so had I think it was 87 Jesus there was a G.I. Yeah. Joe film. No, I went with uh, Batman Begins, <laughs> The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. Just see if we remember what they were. <laughs> uh, right, no, 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 it is G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, G.I. Joe Retaliation, and Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins. So, I'm going to come to Tim first, Rise of Cobra. I think this is going to be pretty fucking low. I think they're all going to be pretty low, because... would be my guess, yeah. Looking looking at contests, there's a lot of film critics out there who will look at, based on a comic book and based on a toy, and go, pretty much the same. Yeah. And yet this comes out the year after we've had The Dark Knight and Iron Man. Yep. True. And so those are two examples of, hey, look, it was based on a comic book, but it was really fucking good. And then you have this piece of Trek come out. Yeah. So I think in comparison, people are going to be real down on it. And people already hate Transformers, and it's basically Transformers. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to say 25%. Oh, Tim. I don't know if I can go that low. How low can you go? I think I'm pretty... I was was along similar sort of... I'll go 35. Mm -hmm. I'll go 10% higher. Okay. I I have both... I think it's going to be a fairly, like, 20s and 30s all the way through. Maybe even teens. Okay. Tim, uh, retaliation. Is it going to be higher or lower? I think it's going to be slightly higher, Does but it not by much. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to copy Jack from the first one and say 35%. Oh, okay, okay. Jack, I'll copy you from the first one. <laughs> Tim, fuck you. I'll go 25 for retaliation, please. I think people okay. already knew they hated it, so mm. went in to hate this one. And then it goes Fair. all yeehaw America. <laughs> And finally, Snake Eyes, <laughs> oh. the, the pandemic kid. I have no idea. I, I have no idea on this one, but I'm... I know it's shit. Yeah. Not just from Matthew going out during a pandemic to see it, because <laughs> he's an absolute masochist. I think John Firth Clark saw it as well. Didn't Actually, he really hated it. I mean, cool. he's a G.I. Joe guy, right? I believe so, yeah. yeah. 15%. Oh, right. are you... We've gone for the five, the 25s, the 35s, and the 15s. I was thinking 15 as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll split the difference and go 20 then. Damn, let's do some tabulations. <sighs> 15, 25, 30. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, is this the worst scoring? Like, if these are correct, I assume mm-hmm. we're in the kind of ballpark because mm. surely not. If one of them is higher than Blade 2, I swear <laughs> to fucking Christ. Um, this might be the lowest scoring trilogy we've ever done if they are all in this sort of 20 to 30 percent ballpark right it's because we've done like mulan which is like mm. a 90 something or whatever yeah. it is and then mulan 2 is a zero so we've got these big like sure, swings sure. and stuff but three films in a series all being consistently shit and it's tough it's tough to think of a film that has like this level of brand recognition yeah like a lot yeah. of people if you it, 
even if they don't know what, if you said the name G.I. Joe, they'd go, oh, I've heard of that. Yes. And yet these films are terrible. Yeah. And like there has been no... Someone would even go like, G.I. Joe. Yeah. I also feel they're horribly forgettable in the sense that I don't think people remember these films exist. No. 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 Absolutely not. I think... That's I mean, I took... in, in many ways, it's ripe for a reboot. Like, if you had someone come along... Like and... Snake Eyes. <laughs> well, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Is, like, that's the question. Eyes... Is Snake Eyes in canon with these? Do they imply no. that? No, not at all. Okay, good. It's a complete reboot. Yeah. And maybe, we, maybe we are getting Snake Eyes new... is an Asian dude who talks. So, I mean, he definitely talks... boy fighting. I mean... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it made sense that they would try and reboot. I don't know why they went for... What they did. What they did. Why not just, I suppose, because they wanted to make it, it cheap and so they focused on a smaller cast. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. Anyway, mm. Matt, put, anyway. Us out, put us out of our misery. I will do. I can't remember if this is the first of a season or not, but let's, uh, let's just assume it was. Clean sweep. Oh. Ooh. Have we had a clean sweep before? I think Star Trek might have been a clean sweep, but yeah, I can't remember. Maybe. God, that was only two episodes ago, but eternity for us. Yep. Hey, listeners, let us know. We forget things. <laughs> we do. We're all men. Yep, no one changed that. I, I, cl- I cleared my notes. From the, I had the Star Trek ones written down, but I didn't save them. When we record week. the episode, we forget everything about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. We're old. If you were to tell me about my, any of my pictures in the past, I'd be like, I cast two. <laughs> um, right. G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra. Jack said 35. Tim said 25. It's 33%. Oh, yes. Here we go. So now we know who's won. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, to, to recap, I've just found my Star Trek Into Darkness notes. Uh, it was clean sleep for you, for you Matthew. Oh, so, cool. Okay. 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 G.I. Joe Retaliation switched around. Jack said 25. Tim said 35. 29%. Oh, oh that's close. That is that. Like, I was like, been 30. Oh, no, no, no. Hell. Yeah. And Snake Eyes, G.I. Oh, Joe Origins. God, how low is Snake Eyes? 35. It is the highest rated oh. G.I. Joe film. Interesting. Wow. By 2%. Is, yeah. it, is it the best of the three, Matthew? Now, I'll come back to this as well because I want to give you the audience. your critic opinion? I'll give you that as well, man. Don't worry. G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. Audience, audience score. score. Oh, no. 50. <sighs> Literally down the middle, some people go, that's fun bullshit. I love it. Other people go, that's dog shit. Makes, I hate it. Makes sense. That's that. Yeah. G.I. Joe Retaliation. Oh, no. 48. Okay. <laughs> so some are like, yeah, that's what I wanted for the first time round. Yeah, yeah. It's like, nope. Yeah. And, and, e- and it almost it flips equal, it. Almost an equal number of people went, that's more like it. And nah. Yeah, I exactly. I, I like the first one better. It pleased the other bits of the fan base. Qu- quite a few of the reviewers I usually check out on like YouTube and stuff. People like Chris Duckman, Jeremy Jones, sure, sure, sure. the big YouTubers who do music, music, who do movie reviews and stuff like that. Prefer Retaliation to Rise of Cobra. Which I find fascinating. Yeah, I hate them both in fairly equal measure. Yeah, yeah. If I had to pick, I might pick Retaliation just because of the cool ninja scene, I guess. Okay. Again, I... it's a more competently made yeah. film. It's just mm. tonally completely wrong for the subject Agreed. matter. Yeah. Agreed. If you're just doing a, a squad I, of dickheads to go can, do stuff, I sure. can absolutely see a certain type of person who's like, yeah, I want a gritty G.I. Joe mm. and where they're all oh, using yeah. real military hardware and yeah. fuck, why would I want them to be international? It's the real American hero yeah. and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, this is interesting. What snake eyes? 74%. Fuck me. Whoa. From how many reviews? A good question. Or ratings from the public? 
I dread no, it can't be that many because it's not been out and also pandemic. Valid. And it's not fucking Spider Man or Batman or either, is it? Or not I don't think so, no. Not like particularly widespread if it is. Significantly less. Obviously. G.I. Joe retaliation is like a hundred thousand plus, right? Mm-hmm. G.I. Joe as in Snake, G.I. Joe Orange, uh, it's one thousand plus. So okay. the, the 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 spread is smaller, but still the people who bothered to see the people like you, Matthew, who yeah. bothered to go to the cinema to see G.I. <laughs> Joe s- or no, what is it? <laughs> Nobody knows what it's what is called. It? Is it G- Snake Eyes colon G.I. G.I. Joe Origins? Yes. Christ. Yeah. Yeah. That's X-Men right. X-Men Origins with, Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. Similarly, uh, uh, okay, here's, here's my verdict on all three. Ready? Snake Eyes First Blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, Rise of Cobra almost gets it right. Almost not dumb and cartoony enough. Would you give it a positive review? By mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes, of course. I probably would have given it a three at the time. There you go, that counts. So maybe drops yep. two, so arguably yes. Mm-hmm. Retaliation, hated it. Right. Didn't like it because it was tonally like it's just it was just do a reboot. Don't just do a soft oh we'll kill off the main cast. Like, no, 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 no. Because half of your cast think they're doing a cartoon movie and the other half think they're doing a serious war movie, and neither of them are gelling, and it's a really fucked up mental thing. It's not working for me at all. Also, again, just do a G.I. Joe thing. Mm. Do a, a thing that feels like G.I. Joe. Mm. And so people go, Yeah, it's more competent, it's more like a grounded story. It's like, no, it's not. It's a crappy the Mission fa- Impossible. The fact that they they had two full bone GI Joe films, even not counting Snake Eyes, which is you know an origin story, so whatever. Yeah, yeah. Two GI Joe films where Cobra Commander is barely a presence in either of them. Yes, is bad, bonkers. Yep. Yeah, definitely baffling, yep. baffling decision making. Indeed, entirely. And then my opinion on Snake Eyes is it's also a bad movie. I didn't like. I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. I got like a two out of five. Um. But if you took out the name G.I. Joe and it was just about these two people ninja warriors had this ninja yeah. experience, I'd be like, actually, it's all right. It's a three out of five. But like, the like G.I. Joe bit. The Wolverine, ruined. like you said earlier. Kind of, yeah. yeah. But it kind of ruins because it's like, oh, well, now we have to remember to do a G.I. Joe film in here somewhere. Like, oh, shit. So that's my opinion. So got to have Scarlet and the Baroness show up. Badly, yes. The Rise of Cobra is available on Sky TV, Now Cinema, and Virgin Media Go. At time of recording. At time of recording in the, U- in the UK. Retaliation is available on nothing for yeah. free. I had to watch it on DVD, as I mm-hmm, said earlier. Mm-hmm. And Snake Eyes is available on Virgin Media Go and nothing else. But you can also rent it on all the usual oh, yeah, places yeah, yeah. and all that bollocks. Don't as I out, discovered recently... Don't go out of your way to watch this. Kill Bill isn't on anything. That's true. Which mm. I'm like... Huh? Because, I mean, I obviously own a copy of it, but we'll do our Tarantino live stream. If you haven't seen it, please go check it out. See what we class as the best Tarantino movie. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch rewatch Kill Bill 1 and 2 back to back right now. It'd be so fun. I'll just, I, I can't be able to get the DVDs out. Fuck it. I'll just queue it up them. on net. On Amazon. No. Oh. Did it? No. No. Uh, oh. <laughs> it's like, do you want to rent it from Amazon? It's like, no, I own it. Um, and it's a really strange moment. You're like, this isn't like a small film either. Anyway. Key point is, there we go. Now, I want to very, very briefly touch on budgets because I find this fascinating. Um, so with regards to G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra uh, from 2009, um, it's made on a budget of around about there for about $175 million. So it's a big budget box office thing at the time. That's a standard thing in 2009, arguably, if you want for a big studio tentpole piece. 
and it makes 300 million. So passable. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's done its job. Enough to get a sequel. That's exactly what it is. Uh, a problematic secret can't get off the ground because obviously all the bullshit, but yeah. Uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation comes around and it's around about 130 million. So it's like, you get less money because this one mm. didn't make all the money. Yeah. Now, Retaliation makes 370 million roughly. No. So it does better, mm. arguably. Makes money, probably. So it's more of a profit, but it doesn't do like massive And then also, that, that's what the key thing from the that's audience. That's not Transformers money. No, God, no. no. But it's the audience for the. For the um, uh, save me. The audience for Rotten Tomatoes that really gives it away. Because it's like half your audience turned up again. Yeah. The other half might have gone, eh, I don't want to see it. So, whatever. so yeah, it's, it's interesting. It doesn't move the needle much. Um, Snake Eyes is a really weird one for obviously multiple reasons. One being the pandemic. So it's really hard to gauge if this is a uh, indictment of quality or if it's whatever the fuck happens to be. Um, but um, it was made on a budget of around 80 million. So really quite yeah, low tier. Which I'm like, I'm, I'm the same budget as things like Morbius, for example. I'm like, really? That's quite interesting. This is quite mm. a low-ish, not even mid tier. Oh, we're we're bringing back the mid-budget blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, fair play. And it it looks and feels like it because it doesn't go too out of its ground. A lot of it's grounded in what's in camera. I'm like, cool, yeah. Mm. Makes forty million. Now I can't. I don't Oof. think it's anything to do with quality. I think it's just to do with the fact that it was released in July 2021. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so. Put that into perspective, like I said, I was... Oh, it was previous year, sorry. I've been pretty cautious with the pandemic and stuff. I've only been to the cinema three times. I've tend to avoid... I haven't been to any, like, gigs or anything like that, particularly. Like, yeah, yeah. Try and avoid all that kind of stuff. But I'm more of a kind of movie buff, movie goer than, like, probably 90% of the world's population. Spending time around Matthew basically by osmosis. Yes. learning from YouTube, being on this show, all that kind of stuff. Like I said, when I'm in other groups of people, like people at work, I'm the mat of the group where I go, oh yeah, that's that actor, that's that guy. I've seen yeah, that film. Yeah. I've seen this thing. I know that guy. He's related to this guy and she was in this thing and all that kind of stuff. I didn't go and see G.I. Joe's Snake, <laughs> Snake Eyes Origins Wolverine. Yeah. Nobody fucking did. I'm not surprised. Yeah, masochists no. like you and Jonathan Firth Clark did. Matthew. Yeah, twenty twenty one. I was, I was or like, con- I guess, die hard GI Joe fans. All fifteen of them yeah. went to see it, and that was it. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, again, it's very tricky because, um, and this is a key thing. You won't find my Snake Eyes review, and I had a very much a, a difficult thing. I might, I might change this at some point. So twenty twenty, I was very torn. I was like, I'm gonna go see Tenet, and I was like, I don't want to review it though. I don't want to necessarily, and I'm not saying I had this huge loyal fan base. I'm like, I can come on. Millions like, of followers yeah. on the redrighthand.co.uk. Good shout out. Um, no, I say I don't. I felt like if I say it's a really good film or bad film, people might go, "Oh, I really want to see it now." It's like I don't want to be actively saying you have to go to the cinema to see this sort of thing. So for a long time, I was making notes about reviews, but not actually reviewing things in full because I was like, I, I don't, I don't want to. I did for a few things, but no, you know, 2021 rolls around. You know, more waves, more lockdowns, more bits pieces around the world. I started, you know, reviewing things again cautiously, but not making notes. So Snake Eyes, I don't think actually the review exists online. I have all my various notes and bits pieces, but not the actual review itself. Um, so what you're saying is it failed at the box office because you didn't review it. That's all I can do. <laughs> and the millions of fans on the redrighthand.co.uk didn't go and watch Snake Eyes. I didn't because do the gave, right thing. You didn't yeah. give it the glowing review it deserved. That's precisely it. Okay. 
if I said it was like a two out of five, maybe a three, if you like, if you put certain things out of your mind, people might go, you know, what, I'll give it a go. And I'm, I, I'd like to apologize here and now on the podcast. That out of the way, let's fix it. Uh, this is me fixing. It's my first of the season. Um, it's a Patreon pick, so obviously there's a bit of pressure. There's always a thing with the EPs. You don't want to please them directly, but at the same time, you're always curious to see because it's like you get some very direct feedback with that. Um, I have opinions about these movies, obviously, in that I do not like retaliation. So if you do, guess what? I've not made a film for you. <laughs> um, I think that, as I said before, Rise of Cobra, Cobra almost gets it. So I've honed, oh, hewn closely to that. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to get a, a good combination of this will be a fun, bombastic, silly time with a story that hopefully makes sense and mm. characters with arcs, but also trying to make a connection with the whole nobody wants to be involved in this. So I'm like, ugh. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to marry these things up, basically. Mm. It's, it's a really tricky one, but I've picked a lane. That's the key thing. Yeah. I haven't tried to go, well, let's try and reinvent it. No, 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 no. Let's take what we've already got, make that fucker work. Mm-hmm. Um, as best as I could, and hopefully this would do so well. They'd be like, "Oh well, let's let's keep this going, or whatever it would be. Let's make this into a big franchise. Let's make this into a rolling thing, etc., mm. etc." Et the new Transformers, yay! Nah, I'm making billets, mate. It's no, no, no. Anyway, what's the plan, Matthew? The plan is to call this okay, GI Joe. Okay, the pursuit of Cobra. I mean that makes sense. It's just the rise of Cobra, fan. the pursuit yeah, yeah. of Cobra. Mm-hmm. Yes, the, third one called... like the rise, the rise of Cobra, the dawn of Cobra, the war of Cobra. In my ape, <laughs> yes. apes yeah, trilogy yeah, yeah, yeah. fashion, but yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll stick with pursuit. That's yeah, fine pursuit by me. Cobra, and the level will be like the the buggery of Cobra will be the final. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I'm releasing it in 2011. Again, Ooh, okay, okay. None makes of this. Sense fucking around with contracts and everyone disputes and trying to figure out what to do with it so and money problems. you don't let Channing Tatum become too big of a star between the films. He's you under might, contract. Fuck it. You might still get him there. Yes. Mm. Okay. I am also getting rid of Stephen Summers. Smart. Yep. Because I need to give them a similar-ish budget. I need some... Uh, I need a bombastic silly person. But I need a German. Uh-oh. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> Not Uwe Boll. No, no, <laughs> obviously not Uwe Boll. I've given him one million dollars. Werner Herzog. <gasps> I'd love to see the existential nah. crisis that is Herzog. <laughs> the Joe realised he was alone in we the car- desert. We carry the his tank across the Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> CGI Klaus Kinski comes into it. Um, <laughs> Roland... Emery. That's where I thought Moonfall himself. <laughs> Good old Mr. Moonfall. Now to clarify, he ain't this made Moonfall So this actually does erase one of Roland Emmerich's movies. I carried on writing the Goldfinger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2012? No. Uh, so Stargate gets released and Independence Day, for those who don't know who he yep. is. 2012 gets he's released. the Independence Day guy. Yes, and he's the, the he's 20... the likes to blow up the world guy. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Yes, this would erase his Shakespeare anonymous oh, thing. Oh, yeah, great. Oh which, no, what a shame. Uh, yeah, with Reese fans, which is mm-hmm. a weirdly interestingly odd film. Anyway, mm-hmm. and then after this, he does White House Down with Channing Tatum. So I think they're gonna have a good working relationship. White House Down, which Tim loves, uh, which I love. Secret Tim favorite. Kind of the perfect tone. 
It's See, kind yeah. of what you want. This was what I was, yep. this was thinking. It's, like, yep. it's that really wacky, silly, bombastic. Like, it's not credible, but it's kind of sellable. Yeah. yeah. And then 20, 2012 with those big ass ships, I'm like, this is dumb as fuck. And I was thinking to myself, <gasps> wait a minute. He can sell dumb as fuck as cool. <laughs> yes, let's do it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Roland Emmerich is this returning cast because of contracts. And I'll get into it later. <laughs> Duke, <laughs> Channing Tatum Drags kicking and screaming, it's Channing Tatum <laughs> Yeah, very much so Scarlet, Rachel Nichols, Ripcord, Marlon Wayans Cobra Commander, Jessica Gordon-Levitt Oh, kind of mm, Okay, mostly Snake Eyes, Ray Park Storm Shadow, Lee Byung-hun Zartan, President Myers Oh, you gave him a surname mm. I needed to call him something Just the President Yeah, Jonathan Price. Destro, Christopher Eccleston. Oh, God. Didn't want to do that. Good luck. <laughs> uh, he came back because I chucked money in his well, mouth. And, it, and it chucked money at his big old male ears. If it, if it, if it goes badly, I'll just get... Um, is it, was it Ross Marquand or whoever it is that did uh, um, Hugo Weaving in, in Avengers? Yeah. yeah. I'll get him to do it and he'll CGI his face. It'll yeah, be fine. that'll be fine. Uh, Maybe he'll make enough money in this that he doesn't need to be Malekith. Maybe I'll be we saving so many MCU problems at the yeah. same time. Yeah. General Hawk, Dennis Quaid. They're the people coming back. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But not by much. I've taken bits of retaliation. Ooh. Oh, not no. the bits you think oh, I've no, taken. Matthew. Right, new cast. Oh. Jade. Okay. Who's also known Mortal as. Mortal Kombat. Quick Kick. Oh! <laughs> quick Kick! Everybody's favorite Joe slash yep. Jane slash uh, Jade. I've made this person who's in the in the original law a male character, a female character. Um, Jamie Piss, Chung pissing off the fanboys immediately. Ah, fuck them. Jamie Chung, Dragon Ball Evolution. Ooh. Mm. Sucker Punch. Ooh. Hangover Two. Mm. Ooh. Man with the Iron Fists. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, Jamie I'm Chung gonna... is good. She's in good in um uh in Lovecraft Country, the very mm. short-lived series recently. So yeah, she she's she's generally pretty good in what she's in she's just in bad things that's exactly it and i'm putting her in this which says nothing of its quality <laughs> um no she's gonna be a very central character uh gung-ho uh to mention about gung-ho mm. being brendan fraser technically he's a sergeant, sergeant Stone or something like? yeah, sergeant yeah. Stone. Oh, yeah. because yeah. he was supposed to be gung-ho and then they're yeah. like that's nah. it yes yep. yeah so i'm bringing in actual gung-ho terry cruz oh my god <laughs> uh from terminator salvation <laughs> expendables bridesmaids and gods and expendables too so it's terry fucking cruz weirdly enough mm -hmm. amazing connection to terry cruz through six degrees of separation bullshit oh the gi joe psa's i mentioned earlier the parody ones oh done by a guy yeah called eric fensler mm -hmm. who yeah. edited those all himself with his mates and blah blah, blah in like the early 2000s then went on to work on some animation stuff, went to work with like Cartoon Network and stuff. Yes, worked on the Tim, oh. worked on the Tim and Eric show. There we go. I know we're going with this. Um, and oh. yeah, did a bunch of things with Tim and Eric, uh, writing, producing, editing, all that kind of stuff. Also, did a bunch of adverts, mm -hmm. including those old Spice adverts. Yeah, <laughs> the explosion with Terry Crews and like stuff like that. Same guy who did the GI Joe PSAs. Amazing. Connection to Terry Crews. There you go. Love it. Didn't even realize, but I'll take it. You're welcome. Beachhead. William Zabka. Ah! Johnny Lawrence himself. Yeah. Oh my God. The Karate Kid, Hot Tub Time Machine, and later Cobra Kai. Eventually, he's great in Cobra Kai. Yeah. Basically, 
did nothing. No, um, I, he is like literally. You haven't even watched Cobra Kai, have you? No. Oh wow! But I've seen clips, and I think he's a good actor, and he's fine, uh, quite good. It's the kind of thing like people would go, "Oh shit, this is me. This is me appealing to those '80s kids." Yeah, and going, "I'm gonna put this motherfucker in." Like what? And he's gonna be playing a very uh, light comic kind of dead. But basically, if this was a big, 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 big budget feature, which it kind of is. I'd put a Ryan Reynolds kind of character in, but I'm giving it an 80s person instead. And Jinx, who is in Retaliation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Grace Park, who's oh. in Battlestar Galactica, Hawaii Five-0, Boomer or TV in Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, yeah. A, yeah. yeah. She's a good actor. So, yeah. Um, and finally, Major Blood uh, is being played by Kevin Durand. Oh, old, old okay. reliable, big ass Kevin yeah. Durand. Yeah. Big, Pretend to humor, X Men Origins. Beefy. Gobby Blob. He's a big beefy boy. Uh, he's in Robin Hood. He's in, then he goes on to be Resident Evil Res- Retribution and Fruitvale Station of all things. Basically, I've gone for people who aren't going to cost a lot of money and who I think are going to be a really interesting bit of a dynamic going on. There you go. That's it. You ready to kick into it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Quick kick into it. Quick <laughs> kick. We're going <laughs> to... We're going to roadblock you, Matthew. Sure, sure. I don't know. We open in a mountain facility run by a cobra splinter group named the Two-Headed Serpent. Al <laughs> <laughs> Hydra. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's... it's, it's cut. Oh, oh, one small... Is that... Is that uh, we're going to do a thing that we did on yeah. the Mortal Kombat episode and we've done a few times yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Is that law, Matthew? Now, here's the key point. Here. I did bring this up at the start and I want to bring it up now. Uh-oh. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care about the comics. I don't care about the cartoon. I don't care about anything. I basically looked at the toys and I made I mean, a story that's, that's, from the toys. That's how you should do a G.I. Joe. That I was guess? my logic. I was like, that's right. the origin of G.I. Give me a period that of time. That is G.I. Joe origins after <laughs> yeah. all. I went through a period of time and I found some toys and said, right, this is the most recent run at whatever point mm. it was. And I'm, that's great. What are the toys they're selling? That load. I'm making my entire plot around these toys oh, in my no. head. Oh, no. That's all you need to know. So, two-headed serpent. Based. I know that's part of it. Well, I can't remember anymore. But it's just a thing I did. Brilliant. <laughs> that's how, you, that's how a cooked up producer would do this. I'll stop asking. <laughs> oh, no, I can give you answers, but you'll be disappointed by it. Your answer will be, I don't know or I don't care every time. Yes. Yeah, great. And all the GI Joe people are gritting their teeth yeah. into dust. Anyway, a new recruit, Jade, is being shown around, but is asking a lot of questions. A warning goes off as the Joes storm the base. <gasps> Big action scene. It's cool and impressive, but also quite silly and bombastic. He literally wrote that in the pitch. I did. It's important you know this. As you'll find out on Patreon. Yeah. Mm. Jade tries to escape as the Joes squad start rounding up the terrorists, but is intercepted by Ripcord. He does his thing where he hits on the woman. Yeah. Because that's apparently his thing. Mm-hmm. The two get into a fight, which Scarlet breaks up. Jade explains she isn't actually an inducted member of the cell, but infiltrated them to look for her missing friend, Grayson. Duke and the others are impressed with how far Jade got without help. Ripcord chalks up to a quick kick. I hate it, man. Because she's been kicking him in the... I hate (laughs) it so much. I mean, it's a cartoon for a Saturday morning. (laughs) Duke extends an invitation to join the Joes, because he can do that now, because he's in charge. Sort of. Saying it's the best way of finding her friend, and Jade accepts. Flashy title sequence that incorporates a montage showing various new recruits being trained, all this sort of happening place. You know. The new t- the film title appears as the newest recruits, including Quick Kick, 
uh, graduate to fully fledged soldiers. We did mention they have a title sequence that flashes through everyone's names and stuff in these movies. Yeah. So it makes sense you're doing it here. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. kind of kind of going on with that. Yeah. Now, you say new recruits. Does that include other people you've cast here, or is this just generic new recruits? Both. Great. As in both like the, the people I've cast and new recruit randos. Yes. Okay. But yes, that's true. Sydney, Australia. Now, I hate those sort of things, but you know what? Very G.I. Joe thing to do. Yep. Duke, Scarlet, Ripcord, and several other Joes have broken into a high-tech facility armed with new state-of-the-art weapons from the U.S. military. They discover remnants of plans that Cobra is developing some new tech, which shouldn't be possible as their leaders are all behind bars. Despite the facility appearing to be deserted, one scientist walks out and upon seeing the soldiers, activates a self-destruct sequence. The Joes are unable to stop it and manage to escape just in time, but the explosion takes out half of Sydney on live TV. Jesus Christ. It's Roland Emmerich. Emmerich. Yeah, that makes sense. President Myers, aka Zartan in disguise, (laughs) immediately holds a press conference and uses the devastation in Sydney to have the Joes branded a major threat. You're just doing retaliation, Matthew. Kind of. But in Australia. Yeah, a little bit. And orders them shut down. All the senior Joes, including General Hawk, are arrested and brought to a maximum security prison, where we get a cameo from Sienna Miller as the Baroness. Yeah. Because she's in prison still, so it's like, oh, look, hi, yeah. what are you yeah. in here for? But what was she doing in the Nanomite Wars, Matthew? Oh, no Nanomite Wars. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a tactical unit arrives at Joe HQ to find Snake Eyes waiting. He dispatches some of the attackers, but flees to avoid capture. On his way, he finds a group of new recruits fending for themselves. Gung-ho, beachhead, and quick kick. Police Academy. <laughs> you also got the three surviving members doing the... Th- you're, you're making retaliation so Seems far, Matthew. Seems that way, but you're wrong. They team up, grab a handful of items from the weapons cache, and stealth out of the facility. Snake Eyes conveys that his mission came directly from Duke before he left for Sydney. He had his suspicions about all of the Cobra activity, and wondered if Cobra Commander was somehow pulling the strings from prison which again, in the other film, is never explained. Yep. Obviously, he conveys all this without saying anything. It's amusing. Yep. I'm imagining him doing, like, anime-style hand signals of, like, <laughs> waving around, flailing his arms yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, going to yeah. be really dumb and say cool. it's like a, a thing they teach you in, like, Joe school of mm. how to speak without speaking so they can go like, oh yeah, he's using the, the I'm, hand signals. I'm picturing Terry Crews being like the, ta- the translator here. Yes! <gasps> yes. Sign me up for... I love that you guys get this. Good. Translation Terry Crews. The unit arrive at the seemingly run-down prison, but the low-tech exterior is to ensure it cannot be hacked or breached by modern technology. Of course. Essentially, it's a fortress. Upon breaking in, Beachhead wonders if it's so easy to do this, why don't they just break the other Joes out? Gung-Ho says that they'd be on the run. The mission is to clear their name. Terry Crews is basically the A-team. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the group find Cobra's cell and speak with the prisoner, but it's clearly not a commander. The inmate, disguised as Rex, laughs hysterically, drawing the attention of the guards, and the renegade Joes are forced to escape. Mm-hmm. Transitioning to a jungle base. Very 80s. Yep, yep. We reveal Cobra Commander and Destro have been free for a long time and are up to their old tricks. <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing uh, an Incan temple 
that just has a big banner with the cobra symbol on it. Tim, it's like you read my fucking mind. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. It's literally a playset. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, cobra surveys a vast field of vats within this old bin. There's obviously a lot of contemporary modern stuff in there. Uh, by yes. vats, do you mean dream tubes, Matthew? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> 60 below bullshit, whatever. <laughs> uh, no, these are literally back to tanky kind of things, but they're just very Resident Evil, basically. Okay. Like tyrants are in them or something. All of which appear to have something inside, roughly matching the schematics of the Sydney facility. Destro tells the commander that the army of bio vipers <laughs> <laughs> is almost ready to be deployed. I'm not kidding. These are like fucking snake people. <laughs> <gasps> Like the Conan the Adventurous snake people from kind another of. dimension. Uh, I think you'll find you'll mean like Serpentor, the uh, Cobra God. <laughs> yes. Yep. Sign um, me up. Cobra's pleased and instructs Major Blood to hunt down the remaining gems. Major Blood. He's got a bigger moustache. Of course. Excellent. I assume they've all got big moustaches. <laughs> sure. <By>, moustaches <laughs> by default. Big metal moustache. Male, female, non-binary, doesn't matter. You've oh, all Destro got has moustaches. like a big red collar and everything. It's like, all like, like looks appropriate. It's like, it looks stupid. It's brilliant. Okay, good. <laughs> After a brief montage of major crimes spiking around the globe, a meeting is held at the United Nations headquarters in New York. The rise in terrorist activities is discussed, with some saying the Joes should not have been detained. But President Myers says he has the solution. Motioning toward a door, troops of bio vipers walk in. <laughs> the room is struck with fear, but Myers assures everyone they're under complete control. Everything is fine. <laughs> Ignore the bio vipers. Don't worry, these snake men cannot betray us. <laughs> you know that famous trustworthy animal? The viper! <laughs> <laughs> You better have fucking mongoose show up and take out this fire. <laughs> a bunch of mongoose men or me or mongoose, if you will. Mongoose. You get mongoose versus bio vipers. <laughs> yeah. In a mega shark versus giant octopus style battle. Uh, yeah. Uh, the bio vipers turn and salute as the room. <laughs> oh, salute other rooms. Yeah. They just. <laughs> there, there's probably a moment where was one of the, the 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 one of the nations looks and the 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 viper goes. And they yeah. go, Ooh. <laughs> They look threatening. <laughs> the bio vipers turn and salute the room. As Myers explains, this is only the beginning, and a series of satellites have been launched to ensure lasting <laughs> world peace. That's how satellites work. Project <laughs> Zeus. Um, the room suddenly erupts into thunderous applause. <laughs> These raptors are pretty good. <laughs> Seems like a great we've idea. Got, we've got snake men and satellites. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? A bunch of people called Joes. Fuck that shit. Snake Eyes takes the group to a safe house, a dojo in Hokkaido run by Jinx, one of his apprentices, and Storm Shadow's cousin. Oh, they are cousins in retaliation as well, I think. I didn't really yes. touch on that, but yeah. After introductions, the group discuss that Jinx cannot take over as the head of the Arashikage clan until Storm Shadow is defeated. Again, keep it a little bit to the... Again, I'm trying to be... Yeah. Yeah. Gung-Ho says that the mission report stated he was killed, but Jinx says this can't be true. Because, yeah, he dead, motherfuckers. Yeah, he's very dead. The whole base explodes. He dead. Yeah. Snake Eyes is also confused until Jinx shows him a chest in the Arashikage sigil. That's a thing from Snake Eyes, the film. That yes. Makes... Yeah. yeah. It's, it's in the other two as well. They just don't really talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's explained that when the head of the clan wears the sigil, the jewel 
at the centre should glow, but it's currently rejecting Jinx. Quick Kick asks if this means it could work for Snake Eyes. There is some tension as he reaches into the chest, but nothing happens. Following this, the Joes begin training, centering themselves before formulating a retaliation plan. Whoops. Back in Cobra's jungle base, there's some sounds of like kookaburras out of place because yeah. like, they're, they're not normal, but film people like go, hmm, that's appropriate. Yeah. Uh, Cobra Command and Destro approach a single vat, similar to the Bio Viper ones, but its own sealed off area where it goes 60 degrees normally. Or so, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Destro explains it's not ready, but Cobra says it's time to make it ready, slamming his hand on a panel. With this, the tank opens and Storm Shadow steps out. It's clear his body is being puppeted with a combination of nanomites and viper serum, making him the first successful bio-viper hybrid. So he's a Frankenstein, he, kind of, he was dead. Cobra activates Storm Shadow and instructs him to kill Destro. The ninja carries out the order, but Cobra stops him at the last second. Cobra Commander explains that to the terrified Destro that he's smiling under his mask. Because <laughs> cackling bad guy cartoon villain. Mm-hmm. Back in Hokkaido, the dojo is attacked by Major Blood and his team. Big close quarters fight. I'm imagining Snake Eyes kicks some ass. Yep. Gun Carter, right guys? <laughs> it's all a basketball. No, it's, a, it's also going to be like Quick Kick doing like um, lots of kicks. <laughs> Terry Crews being like, just shooting up the room. Slam it, slamming dudes through paper walls. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be really fucking fun. And obviously, mm. you know, Beachhead being quippy and fun and like just chucking bits of table and also mm. shuriken and like nice. capable, but not. And like, yeah, it's going to be a fun romp, mm-hmm. but with a bit of peril and status to it. Like a bit of, a, a bit of uh, urgency. Mm-hmm. The Joes are victorious and learn that blood found them due to homing devices in their weapons. All except Snake Eyes, who naturally f- refused to give up his swords for upgrades. With this knowledge, it's clear that the only person who would have the ability to do so uh, would be the president himself. The only way that order could have come is from the president himself. Yeah, because obviously they're like there are an international, you know, mm. uh, they don't really respond to anybody. They don't really apply to anybody. But it's like, oh, we got all these weapons from the U.S. military. That's nice. It's mm. like, wait a goddamn minute. This couldn't have been a rogue general. Because I decided it couldn't. Mm. Blood boldly reveals that the president is in fact Zartan in disguise, <gasps> and even the jungle base location. <laughs> what? <laughs> when asked why he would really give up this information, Blood simply responds, because it's too late. Blood reveals that the two-headed serpent was just another arm of Cobra, and they can't be stopped, as they no longer need to hide. With this, he bites down on a cyanide capsule and dies. Amazing. Yep. Cartoon stupid shit. Yep. I'm going to keep saying that because it needs to be reminded what I'm doing here. The Bio Vipers, now fully deployed. Whatever that means. It means they're standing around the back of boardroom meetings. (laughs) (laughs) Turn on world leaders around the globe before anyone has a chance to mobilize against them. Is there one in like every meeting room in the world? Literally. I'm guessing, guessing, I'm seeing a, a, a scene of the two police officers who stand outside 10 Downing Street yeah. and then these two snake men just walk <laughs> up and like relieve them and the cops just kind of shrug and walk off in another direction. It's beef eaters versus bio vipers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be, it would be a, a world's deadliest of, like, warriors. Partly serious in that you'd have like, like, you know, uh, various, like the Reichstag building or something in, in, in like Germany and be like, oh shit, the bio vipers have 
turned on us with their guns and they'd be the really cartoony, silly, like laser guns. But also we'd have them like hissing at the queen or something stupid. It'd be like, oh. I want to see the Swiss guard protecting the Pope from the bio vipers. <laughs> oh, yes, please. Do. I am. Um, it's Roland Emmerich. I'm not, I don't think that would it'd be a problem. Can at they all. bite through the Pope mobile? There's only one way to find out. No, no, you know, when would, you see the fangs would, go into yeah. a thing and that's how they take the venom is like, they, they would bite hiss down. And you would like, Sign across at them, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then Love they start it. piercing through with their fangs, like yeah, fighting down, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. So they're fully deployed, especially in the Vatican, well established. Sure. <laughs> in the chaos, several hiss tanks. We got the hiss tanks. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Descend on the White House as Cobra Commander's Hurricane Jet lands on the lawn. All available in Toy Story. Snackers. I assume it's a full <laughs> VTOL like thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with Bio Vipers having secured the building. Because of course they did. What else are they going to do? <laughs> Cobra storms into the Oval Office, accompanied by Destro and Storm Shadow. Zartan doesn't understand, but is told his work is done. Myers orders Cobra to be arrested, but before he can complete his command, he is killed by Storm Shadow. Storm Shadow kills Zartan? Yep. Damn. Because he's a puppet. Yeah. <laughs> and are you hinting at the master... Thing that he knows about the hard master and the blind master. Uh, nah, okay, okay. Cobra then sends a live broadcast to the world, stating he is the first global commander. Yeah. I love it. Fuck, it's stupid. <laughs> very on brand. Yeah, if I'd have said this was a sequel to Retaliation, people would go, no. <laughs> <laughs> and to illustrate the full extent of his power, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Attack, uh, sorry, activates one of the US's secret weapons. Satellite rods. This is what they were sort of working on. I love the whole like we got the satellites and things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And not named Project Zeus or anything. It's just a thing. Mm -hmm. An orbiting satellite positions itself and silently releases a rod. <laughs> For God's sake, Matthew! Physics be damned. No, no, you're not wrong. The, 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 the physics is sound. Yeah. Like, it's oh, well, a real. Physics, yay! This is a real, like, theoretical Orbital bombardment thing, oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, suddenly releases a rod. I like that you just called it a rod. Inanimate carbon rod. <laughs> <laughs> we can uh, give it a snake name if you like. I mean, you've, I feel like you need to. The anaconda. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Releases the <laughs> anaconda you rod. anaconda no, don't want none. I'm going to call it a boa constrictor because it's wrapped around the world. That makes sense. Mm. Okay. Releases a boa constrictor rod. <laughs> Which plummets from the sky. No, no. Let's call it a fang. Okay. Mm. Releases a fang. That's actually quite good. Yes. yes. Releases a fang, a, a big inanimate carbon rod, yeah. which plummets from the sky, wiping out its target, Moscow. Yeah, sorry, mate. I'm from London. I'm not having that. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, but, you know, Mission Impossible 4. The renegade Joes, with Jinx in tow, are watching the broadcast while en route to the jungle compound. Horrified, they express the importance of their mission. As if it wasn't fucking evident. Because <laughs> that's, that's a classic sort of side. I'm like, oh my God, we really need to make sure we do something. It's like, yeah, you fucking do. And they go over there. I mean, now they know how important it is. Yeah. And knowing is real half, now. Knowing is half the battle. Oh, I might put that in there. I'm not even kidding. Like, God, now we know what they're capable of. Knowing is half the battle. Because <laughs> oh, they do that in Rise of Cobra. They do the like, um, 
that's the greatest like something something action, which is a quote from the toys. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. They quote the toy adverts. It's something in about Rise of Kung Cobra. Fu grip and stuff yes, like Kung that. Fu yeah, grip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such realistic hair. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why are you saying why this? Yeah. Why are you saying realistic hair? <laughs> um, okay, so they go over the plan. They've deduced that as the Bio Vipers were all activated at once, Cobra must have a way to control or defeat them. That thing that you hate. I hate that, but you know what? It's tropey and appropriate, unfortunately, yep. but I do personally hate it. Mm. The team break into the practically empty facility, because obviously they're all, you know, storming the White House mm. and shit. Inside, the group find a list of names of individuals who have been experimented on by Cobra to per- perfect the Vi- BioVipus formula. Quick wow. Kick sees Grayson's name and realizes they're dead. Or a Viper Man. Nope, dead. <laughs> so, so are dead. these in a teenage. Mutant Ninja Turtles slash Splinter kind of way. Yeah. Are these vipers made sentient or people merged with vipers? Oh, I see what you mean. Uh, no, like, it's, it's it, they're not like animals that have got the ooze on them and then turned mm, like these are things that have been grown and hybridized from all sorts of stuff. But the okay. initial stage of the project's you know design would have been like, well, let's try this on people. That ain't working. Basically, do we have that moment where she shouts Grayson at one of the Bio Viper people? And he stops. You trying to ruin single, the end of my movie? A single snake tear. <laughs> <laughs> a, te- a tear made of venom flows down his cheek. It burns like in fucking Oz the Great and Powerful. Exactly. Uh, no is the answer. Fair. Because Grayson is dead. Slash a D- bio. Dick Grayson. <laughs> you um, need Dick Grayson. <laughs> Did you put that in there just to annoy me? I might have actually, yeah. Kill Dick Grayson. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why Grayson came up. I haven't even given that person like a gender. Anyway, Grayson. The dead. They managed to interrogate a few low-ranking Cobra operatives, quick kick being held back specifically from killing them, because she's now got the bloodlust. Kick him to death. Um, and they lead them to a hangar. Inside, they uncover a small division of units called Steel Marauders. Vehicles impervious to nanomite technology and resistant to bio-viper attacks. Oh my god. Cobra's always thinking ahead and that sort of mm. bullshit. And these are toys that I saw. <laughs> uh, are they called Steel Marauders in the toys? Yes. Yeah, of course they are. Um, I haven't explained exactly what they are, but it'll become apparent in a second. Uh-oh. Before the group can assess a full plan, Beachhead runs up to one with a can of spray paint marking the G.I. Joe logo on the side. Gung-Ho smiles the others and says, let's suit up. Oh, no. But these are not, not power suits. That's silly. These are mech suits! <laughs> <laughs> they look kind of like the ones from Avatar a little bit. Okay. Just big, stompy, like, get away from you, bitch. Yeah. They, don't, they don't like the ones from Rise of Cobra. Oh, what a shame. No. That's the, the, the like the, a big uh, old bag of spoons. Something accelerator <laughs> suits. Yeah, fuck that noise. Yep. No, that's this. What does it accelerate? You. Yeah, that's... which which comes from a script that Summers, uh, I think he co-wrote, called Accelerator, which was about these guys with like oh, yeah. suits and stuff, mm. kind of like the film Upgrade or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. And he was just like, "Cool, I'll put that in my GI Joe movie." I, I mean, guess it's fascinating because when you talk like military R and D people, they're like, "Oh yeah, but some dickhead who's always high up thinking I want Iron Man suits." And every actual military guy's like, "No, make this as light as possible. I don't. Yeah. whatever you're doing isn't going to actually help yeah. me in the field. It's bollocks." Hence the whole like you're saying that Rise of Cobra. Oh, real R and D? Yeah, not not really though, because yeah. no one's going to actually use this bullshit. <laughs> Across the world, leaders have reluctantly been brought under Cobra's rule, with flags being replaced outside various government buildings and monuments. Perfect. Yeah. Seeing the unfurling of the... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. As night falls, the Joes arrive in Washington, D.C. in their steel marauders <laughs> and make their way from the Capitol building to the White House. 
stumping along, ruining the, the <laughs> scenery. That lovely yeah. lord of Take the that, warehouse. Fucking asphalt getting ruined. Yep. Cobra watches the surveillance footage of the Joe's arrival and cackles. That's, yeah, not nearly enough Cobra Commander cackling no. in yep. these films. He's a lot more in this film than he is in the other two films put together. Yeah. Yeah. He's the bad guy, Jack. Funny, that's <laughs> weird. Isn't that a novel concept? Yeah. He admits frustration that the Joes are still a thorn in his side, but is confident they won't be for long. Almost unnoticed, Destro heads down to a bunker. Mm. That sneaky Destro. He's sneaky. always looking out for himself. Yeah. I've got to go. The long line of McCullens like being underground. Just read ahead, you motherfucker. We are treated to more wonderfully over-the-top act. This is the exact words, listeners. <laughs> wonderfully over-the-top action, like a child smashing toys together. <laughs> it's very cool. It's shot clearly, yet it's surprisingly intense and fun. <laughs> I do take the piss out of us in our pictures, often doing like cool action scene happens. Mm, yeah, I appreciate the level of detail. You go into without giving any details whatsoever. Yeah. I trust Roland Emmerich to do something really dumb, but grounded in a weird, weird way. It's shot clearly, yet as surprisingly intense and fun. <laughs> Might be my favourite description <laughs> Matthew's of an book action report. scene. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew's a troubled student. He's shot clearly, yet as surprisingly intense and fun. <laughs> I've seen that on your reports before, Matthew. I've it's read fair. your high school reports. Oh, Christ, they're pretty, very bad. Been in a lot of fights. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Once the group reached the White House, they exit their vehicles, their mech suits. You yep, yep. Are they vehicles, Matthew? Let's not get into it. Yeah, we had that. <laughs> we had that. We'd spent 40 minutes defining a vehicle a little while ago. So <laughs> we let's did. Let's come yeah. back into that. And continue on foot to avoid completely destroying an iconic symbol of freedom. <laughs> oh. I'm going to have them say that for me. <laughs> I'm going to have literally, like I did there, the beach has like, we can't go any further. And Tony Cruz like, you're right. It's an iconic symbol of freedom. We need a keep off the grass symbol. Yes. And yeah. then one of them goes like, oh, careful beachhead. Freedom. It's an iconic symbol of freedom. That's the lawn of the White House. <laughs> You're right, we're You're not right. Cobra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then cut to them, like, walking carefully down the path. <laughs> I love that people who, are, like, really love retaliation are like, this is bollocks. <laughs> I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm having more fun reading this than I did in both of the other films put together. <laughs> good, good, good. So they avoid the keep off the grass <laughs> sign. Yes, very carefully. And yeah. avoid destroying an iconic symbol of freedom. <laughs> amazing, amazing sentence. Oh God, I wrote that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> As they head towards the entrance, Storm Shadow stands in their way. Jinx and Snake Eyes agree to handle it, while the others split up to find Cobra and Destro. We subsequently cut back and forth between the following three threads. Jinx and Snake Eyes taking on Storm Shadow. Gung-Ho and Beachhead hunt down Destro to ascertain the key to de deactivating the hordes of Bio-Vipers, while Quick Kick searches for Cobra Commander. Cutting between the threads. Mm -hmm. After cutting down waves of deadly Bio-Vipers... I love that you have to clarify that they're deadly bio-vipers. Deadly bio-vipers! 90 minutes into the also movie. also means I can kill them without thinking, oh no, they're shooting innocent people. Yeah. Yeah. They, but in, in both films, that's they partly, stab a lot of people in the that's face. partly why I asked, like, are they mutated? Mm. Are we going to find that Grayson is one of them and they nah. killed them all the time? No, no, no. They're These are monsters we can kill. Feelings. It's all good. Fine. Everyone hates snakes. Destro is located in a bunker and the two Joes force him to activate the bio-viper kill code. Oh no! The long line of McCollins! <laughs> <laughs> What's the code? 
Freedom! <laughs> ah. William Wallace. Outside the front of the White House, Jinx, Snake Eyes, and Storm Shadow fight rigorously before the ninja in white is bested and killed. <gasps> mm-hmm. Killing off Storm Shadow. Yes. In his final moments, we can see that Tommy is grateful to be set free. Tommy's the name of, of you know, yeah. he's Tommy Arashiko. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, but more importantly, he's like, he's like, thanks. I didn't want to be a, you know, bio viper, mm. nanomite puppet, dead boy. Finally, in the Oval Office, Quick Kick is beaten mercilessly by Cobra. Because turns out he's not just a nerdy weak boy. He's actually a badass mm. oh. commander. He's been taking some of that bio viper juice himself. Probably. Pretty much been dosing up, yeah. But she eventually gains the upper hand, explaining she will exact revenge for every life Cobra has destroyed. Quick Kick is then goaded by the laughing commander. There's a lot of cackling. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Kill me fine, kill me. Um, he believes the world is already lost and ha- uh, is hardly worth saving. Without the autocratic order he instilled, it will inevitably set itself back on a course of self-destruction. Gung-ho, Beachhead, Snake Eyes and Jinx all storm into the room and talk Quick Kick down, saying this isn't what it means to be a Joe and that Cobra needs to be put behind bars as an example. The, the monsters you can kill, this one we're not supposed to. But don't shoot them in the face with General Patton's gun. <laughs> The soldier slams a hand into the desk, quietly agrees. Cobra mocks her again, but is knocked out by snake eyes. Nice. Months later, we see Jinx has resumed recruiting and training for the Arashikage clan, the clan sigil around her neck glowing brightly. She is offered a permanent place with the Joes, but says her work is more pressing. She states the Joes are always welcome, but a day may come where she takes them up on their offer. We are then treated to a televised event as the Joes are unconditionally pardoned by the newly elected President Summers, played by Gina Davis. Oh, nice. Mm. Is it crossover with that series where she played the Lady President? That's exactly what it is. Ah. It's not. <laughs> Named after Summers, the director mm-hmm. of the first thing? Sure. Mm, no. <laughs> Just Summers because I felt like it. I don't know. Fair enough. Mm. Summer coming after winter by spring. I don't know. Yep. I don't know why I did this. Duke... It's not a reference to anything. It's just a thing I did. <laughs> Duke then gives a speech that goes out globally, telling all the remaining Cobra loyalists that they're coming for them, only this time with the full might as the world's army. As the president steps back up to the podium, she looks down the camera and gives the order. Go, Joes. G.I. Joe. Yeah, and we get like a fucking actual version of that theme tune being played out by, you know, a group or band or something like that. I can't called... remember what the song is in the second one, but it's something equally dog shit as Black Eyed <laughs> It's the one that sounds like Linkin Park from the Transformers movies, but isn't the Linkin Park from oh, the Transformers damn. movies. It's like budget Linkin Park, which in 2013 is bad. Mm-hmm. As a man who recently re-listened to the first Linkin Park yeah. album and had a delightful time. 2013 Lincoln Park is not no the one. they 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 Let alone the rip offs of Al- album three is where it all went wrong yeah give me hybrid theory and meteor all day yeah yeah good yeah. the rest of them not so much anyway so I made a very very silly Saturday morning cartoon like I said I had more fun reading that than I did actually mm. watching the other two films I mean, it's a lot oh yeah it's a lot yeah. closer to the tone that these films should be um I don't. Mm-hmm. know enough about the law to correct you on any of the law, so you've gotten completely... I don't care. You're unscathed <laughs> in that sense. I mean, okay, it could be that... I can't be like, um, actually, the steel marauders didn't come out until... Oh, no, no. Because it's the toys, 
I know everything that is toy based <laughs> is definitely a thing that has existed prior to this film coming out. Okay, so they're old. They're already they're, they're established. The older toys. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It's the song was "How You Like Me Now" by the Heavy. By the way, the worst. Oh wow, okay, it's bad garbage, Great. hot garbage. Yeah. So in my ears, I tried to do a lot of things here. Uh, I thought, no, let's make this. And the thing is, we're talking about you know, like, um, twenty eleven. Things are getting darker and darker and darker. I'm like, it might be well received if we went really double down on the cartoon silliness. Because mm. every now and again, when these things happen, like actually the thing that does well to counter all like that, we've got this very serious stuff, like, you know, Captain America's just coming out at the same sort mm. of time. It's like, yeah, this is the first Thor and Captain America. That yeah. Kind of year. Mm. It's a year before Avengers, which I yeah. wanted to touch on because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think retaliation really suffers being in 2013. Mm. Because it's post Avengers, the MCU. Mm. I know we talk about the MCU all the time. Doesn't matter. Three blokes on a podcast, tough shit. Mm. It's the big thing that has shaped cinema over the last ten years. So Mm. it's kind of hard to avoid, especially when this era of the early 2010s when it's all kind of forming. Yeah, the difference between being pre and post Avengers for a big ensemble bullshit action, for want of a better phrase, comic book movie. I think could make all the difference. So I think you've made a wise choice of going earlier rather than later. I, mm. I should point out, I have also gone down a path that was started for me. I didn't, if it was Retaliation was the first film and I did this, it'd be like, fuck off. That's mm. rid- I mean, that maybe it's the right choice, but it's ridiculous. Mm. If it was Snake Eyes Origins, like you can't do it, you have to queue closer to what there is. I think Joe, the Joe problem with G.I. Joe is it didn't go silly enough. Mm. It didn't go cartoon enough. Agreed. It was mm. too much like, as you say, we got to make a Transformers out of this. And again, Transformers didn't go Transformers enough. Mm. Bumblebee did. Yeah, and agreed. Made it fantastic. Yep. I've gone... And that's, that's why yeah. my pitch didn't particularly work as a sequel to a Transformers movie. <laughs> well, no, no. Because it, it, it was did. very Transformers. But that's the thing. Your thing made it much, much better and much yeah. more engaging. It was the whole, we need to bridge it a bit better. But yeah, so this one is me saying like, no, 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 let's descend it. Let's get it right out fast. And also people who weren't in, in the first film who didn't get on with the film, great, we'll sideline you until the next one. You're literally in prison the whole time. Until you... the neck, you're bringing oh, Aiden back one. for a yeah. third one. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, I think. Good luck. I think I would have liked to have seen that cast. If you if you have them in mm. and you don't and you don't blow them all up, which is wise. Mm. Um, I think I would have liked to have seen them come back in the finale and joined the the kind of the new. Oh, cast. you mean with the mechs and stuff? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, they would free them at the end, and you finally get the big reunion of all yeah. the shows. Yeah, again, I had a thought about it, but I I literally ca- almost explained it way earlier by saying no, we're trying to clear their name, kind of thing. We don't want to break yeah. them out of prison. We don't do it the I, right way. Yeah, but you're right. You're right. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, I think I think um, uh, not that we not that we often think about this, but like I I worry that it's slightly too big for the budget that it would probably get. Mm. Um, but I think as I, I can think, see Emric making it work. Yeah, he's 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 good at getting. He's skilled bang, at making bang for your stuff. buck. Yeah, yeah squeezing out a literal penny, bang yeah. for your buck. That's, what, yeah. that's why Emric was one of the key things. It's like, how do I do this? Because the first one it made enough money to warrant a sequel. And again, a sequel on a hundred and thirty slash seventy million dollars. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, he can make that yeah. work quite well. Yeah. Um. But again, we're saving the cost on the cast mm. and other bits and pieces. And it's like those who don't who may want to come back or don't want to come back in terms of like the previous ones. It's like, well, Tatum's like, fuck it, I won't do it, but I'll do it for a little bit. It's like, fine, we'll make it so good that you'll want to come back. And that's mm. the idea anyway. You mm. might still go, yeah. fuck, I don't want to be involved, but you know what I mean? 
Yeah, I think that's one of my main sort of criticisms of this is mm-hmm. how much I don't like that Retaliation just writes everyone off from the first movie. You do kind of do that in this one. I do. In contrast, though, you don't have Flint <laughs> and people who have no charisma or fucking mm. charisma vacuums like sure, that sure, character. Sure. You have people like Terry Crews, who is charisma personified. <laughs> and as much as The Rock is these days, he fucking isn't in retaliation. He plays he is, it so straight. He plays it so straight, apart from that one bit where he talks to his old mate near a basketball court and is like, can I have your truck, mate? Yeah. And there's that brief little moment of like, oh, you're little Marvin. Call me Big Marvin now, because I'm fucking six foot six and <laughs> 300 pounds. Um uh, yeah, I would. I think you're totally right, Tim. I think if you bring back the the original crew, the Joes, as some mm. like big final battle kind of thing, like, and then maybe have the the Joes we know from the second movie, so Beachhead and those guys, yeah, yeah. losing a bit, and they've sent off maybe Snake Eyes or somebody to mm-hmm, go and mm-hmm. break out the Joes and be like. We need those guys to beat Cobra. Cobra Commander is too powerful. Yes, he's yes. taken over the world. All this kind of stuff. There's only a few people who can who know how to, to beat Cobra to this, Commander yeah. can step up to this kind of thing and have that kind of again the cathartic to- toy yes. smashing together yeah. cathartic yeah. moment of like, mm. oh my god, it's Channing Tatum and the boys. Yeah. They're all back again, and they're Cobra Commander. I told you I'd get you, and blah blah blah. All yeah. like big like ridiculous moment. I think you. Ne- in order to bring them back for the third one, having them not in 90% of the second film feels like there would be a bit of a disconnect there. Ignoring the whole contract bollocks because yeah, 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 we're yeah, in Sequelizer's universe and all that whole thing. Mm. But yeah, I think I, w- I would like to see a bit more of that connection. And yeah, as much as I don't like most of the characters, you like there there is a certain like i had enough screen time with duke to understand his character mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whereas my big problem with retaliation is i don't give a fuck about any of these characters because we've not spent any time with them mm. and i'm worried you would kind of get a similar reaction from that from that's true that's true oh it's terry mm. cruz cool and it's um the, the lady from uh what do you call it battlestar what's his face oh yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. that kind of thing and be like okay cool like they're here for two hours or whatever it ends mm-hmm, up being mm-hmm. but then yeah, I don't know how you would kind of like get enough of the audience investment, but having them tie in with the original crew might bring that bit more of the... Yeah, that bring... would also give you an opportunity, and this is thinking from both a toy line and from a production design oh, point of view. Merchandising you can, him. You can start off with the original G.I. Joe, the Rise of Cobra group mm-hmm. in their kind of uniforms from that, probably like slightly tweaked for this new oh, film. This, and yeah. then at a certain point you re-equip them and you have slightly more colourful, yes. slightly more personality filled like uniforms that. and stuff like that. I'll tell you, because I, I love that idea. That's, I'm definitely, in, in, the, in, the, in the final scene, that's absolutely how they look. more toys. However, I do have an issue because it's a thing. So, because I, I must admit, I had considered like, oh, we're going to break them out of prison. They're the big like Gojo kind of thing. Like with, mm. the, with the with the mirroring the Arctic submarine, yeah, my army, this sort of thing. And I was like, actually, if I do this, it fucks up all the emotional investment. So, um, character arc stuff, very not lazily, but very much cleanly. All the character arcs of like, right, Snake Eyes and Jinx, you need to suffer Storm, Storm Shadow. There's no one else can have this story. Boof, done. Yeah. Yep. Um, Destro is the main tech guy running Mars and things. Mm. So he's obviously going to shut down the Bio Vipers. That's Gung Ho and Beachhead. That's their mm. bit. 
but Quick Kick's emotional investment is this racing something and the whole like people. And so it's her and Cobra going at it and realizing, oh, oh no, I've massively underestimated the situation. If I have at that point other Joes coming in, or maybe it's like it's too much, they need a backup on there. It becomes about this person having a different connection. And also, there's such a weird history with Rex and. Uh, and Duke, that mm. it's like, actually, this would bring in a lot more difficult things I'd have to plan. Not saying it couldn't be done, but it's like, it, I think it robs of these new characters. I have to give them the center stage. This stuff is literally prime third movie material is how I see it, personally. Mm. Now, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you guys, because I think you're right. I think it's, I think I'm trying to hew within the boundaries of the reality of what was going in there. Like, I'm saying, oh, how does it work? Mm -hmm. Everybody's happy to come back. It's like, how did you make that work? Because they're only in it for five minutes in certain places. Mm. And let's face it, Chris Eccleston might be just mostly a, a head scan and someone else doing a performance mm. for him. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt is mostly just doing a VO performance with someone else in a suit. Who the fuck yeah. knows? These bits and pieces, for example. So, yeah, part of me was like, yeah, I'd love that. But I'm, I'm like, mm, I'd like there to be the third film having a bit of tension between, look, we're the new in charge. It's like, well, actually, no, we're the classic OG Joes. Mm. And it's like, sure. And we were, at, we literally saved the world. So, mm. so did we. And I think that not schism, but definitely that rivalry thing and all the bits and pieces and things like that. Mm. Um, so yeah, I take it on board. I would happily include it if I could. And, and if you can make it work, fucking love it. So yeah, yeah, all good by me. Yeah, I think uh, preserving like the fight in the, the Oval Office mm -hmm. like and having that moment still is probably important. Like you say, it's important to have high kicks, no, quick kicks <laughs> uh, arc have that moment. Yes. But yeah, I think there's still room the, yeah, the, again, if we can the end in. battle is big enough that you could have the Joes everywhere. Yeah, 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 no, I love it. Yeah, um, again, that's fine by me. Or you do something where it's them taking out, like you, you have them. You'd have to have them like sprung from prison earlier, but you mm -hmm. have them like showing up in the world capitals elsewhere, and you know, uh, the global deployment. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. Idea, yeah. Um, because I was, I also want a um. A sort of you rehabilitated have... Baroness being on the Joe side as well. Yeah, so you could cool. you could have a moment of like, you know, Destro or or the Cobra Commander sets a thing where he's like, well, you know, if you're going to if you're going to take me out, I'll kill all the world leaders who I've got under guard now, and you mm -hmm. know, and then yeah, they have to. No, intervene. no, I get that. I get that. Yeah, something like that. No, and again, that that's the kind of cartoon bullshit. Mm. I'm like, yeah, it works. The only other criticism I had. Go ahead. Is feel like he's he's a person that we picked out as like oh he's actually pretty good in both these films mm -hmm. i feel like uh Byung hung lee yeah. spends he he has the hawkeye and avengers problem he spends most of the film this is true this is under true. This mind is control yeah no personality just a robot walking around that is entirely fair um, um my logic there is quite unfortunate it's like that character is dead how do i bring him back and i'm like well this way it's like I can't bring him out from the start because narratively mm. it fits better in the middle as a reveal, basically. Mm. But you're right. I'm taking a good actor and giving him a very meh role. Yeah. Um, but which um, I think you can you can fix by just giving him a few more scenes and have him being like fighting against the programming. Yeah, or that's, something that's like easily that. done. Yeah, of course. I have no problem with that at all. That's yeah, because it could be that um, you know him desperately trying on you know yeah on the fly to like try and kill Destro or something mm. like you know him being yeah I love that that's fine no problem mm. at all it's even more satisfying when he dies at the end it's like fucking release thank god it's yeah. good and it's like 
Snake Eyes kills him. It's very poetic and all that. Usually, mm. something. His cousin's there, and yeah, love Plus, it. He's a very handsome man, and you know, I don't want him yeah. to get too fucked up by the process and and not not have a got chance, half a snake's face. Not have a chance to like whip his shirt off and and be come up from like drenched in water and just looking amazing. You know, he's just covered in White House grass. Yeah, <laughs> like he's he stained his lovely white ninja suit with all that grass stains and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. But the, no, it'd be the the. I don't know. Some a, a bio viper is killed, and his sort of weird ass bloods on his thing. Like, tears off. oh, I better rip off all my clothes real quick. Guess that's what I got to do, right? Yeah. Two swords and my abs. That's all I need, baby. <laughs> and a <laughs> little f- fidget, fidget spinner. spinners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't forget the fidgets. How many fidget spinners are we getting this one, Matt? That's 17. my real question. Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Are they? Is that how many we see on that's screen? Quantity. That that's quantity. That's not designs. People? That's 17 fidget spinners. Okay. <laughs> Two were cut for time. A, that's a reasonable amount. <laughs> yeah. It's a decent yeah. amount of fidget spinners for a G.I. Joe. I'm, I'm slightly, I'm hoping that in the third, you know, the... The um the bumbling of Cobra. The, the, yeah. The, the bumming of Cobra. Yeah. Uh, catch, catch that Cobra. God. Uh, um, catch the cobra, <laughs> catch the cobra. We it's get sexual uh, thing. I'd like, I'd like to get uh, Tomax and Zamot in there. I have no problem with that. Who are they? They are, they are. Uh, Wait, Tomax? Is this like a foot person? Is it Quentin Tarantino? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are, they are twins who work for Cobra. Oh, so one, well, like their that. names are reversed. each other's reversed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like that. Yeah, Tim. Yes. <laughs> I, they're gonna. Yeah. They. Yeah. Absolutely, that's happening. Yeah. Well, listeners, if you are a hardcore G.I. Joe fan, ha! Sorry, slash, you're welcome, depending on how you feel about Matt's pitch. Yeah. Please do let us know on social media what you thought of G.I. Joe, the pursuit of Cobra. Yes. We are, we are sequelizers with lots of S's, funnily enough. No Z's in sequelizers. Sequelizers. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> On all social media, whether that's Twitter, Instagram, for some reason, if you're still on Facebook, we're also on Facebook as well. You can go to sequelizers.com. You can find all of our merch, our previous live streams. We've mentioned a couple already this episode. You can go and join the Discord, which is a fantastic community of sequelizers listeners. We talk about everything from other podcasts to music to films to video games, politics, parenting advice, anything and everything you could possibly want in terms of a lovely community of people to get. Mm-hmm. advice from and to discuss stuff and toys. Even, even talk about toys exactly and we even do sort of like a post show little thing every time an episode goes up people start saying oh great i love this thing and i didn't like this thing so if you want to kind of like that live reaction when a post goes up on patreon or if it goes live on tuesday come and join us on the discord you can find that at sequelizers.com and click on the little discord button it'll take you straight through and invite you automatically to our little server thing and get you all set up on there Plus, we have cool emojis with our faces, uh, some designed by some of our listeners, which is pretty cool as well. <laughs> so, yeah, lots of cool stuff happening on the Discord. Please come and join us if you do fancy that kind of thing. You can also, as I said earlier, support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash sequelizers is the place to go. And, of course, you can get all of our merch and stuff on our website as well. If you'd like to follow me, I am JLW Chambers on all the social medias. Matthew. How can people follow you on the internet? Stogs, S-T-O-G-H-Z. Uh, you can go to the redrighthand.co.uk and read my reviews. You can go to cheesement.com to see the things I make. Or you can search BBG Wrestling to find Sumo Drop, the sumo wrestling podcast that I do. Tim, 
uh, if you had some sort of amazing alias that was to sum up your G.I. Joe powers and I could reach you on a social media platform using said alias, what would it be? Uh, yeah, my, my G.I. Joe code name is Trivia Lad. My first specialty is uh, trivia. And then my second specialty is being a lad. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, and I'm familiar with all NATO and Warsaw Pack weaponry, as uh, they all bloody say on the back of the boxes. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, and follow me on Twitter, I guess. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that too. That too. Well, thank you very much for listening, everybody. We hope you join us next week where we're doing something, Matthew, completely different. Fuck off. It's not that, it's pretty different. Uh, it's not that different. It's pretty fucking it's different. It's pretty different. To one of these movies. There's guns and stuff. Yeah. That narrows yeah. it down, right? I could have cast. No, I couldn't. Yeah, you could. No, but that yeah. person kind of fits. Yeah. It kind of doesn't yeah. fit. Fits one of those movies. You're hanging out with Christopher Eccleston and have a great time. Grumpy old fuckers together. <laughs> True. There's a little hint for you, listeners. Grumpy counts. <laughs> See you next week, and thank you for listening. Bye.